Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Are we unmuted, Mackie? Yeah, I think so. I think so. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. See, I can always hear. Um, so <laughs> it's, it's the audience. Let us know if there's any sound problems there. I know we're uh, good, man. We're here. Usually, I'll leave that. Uh, usually, you guys don't know, right? But usually, I'll leave like two minutes before the show starts so the whole tune can run. I forgot to click go live on YouTube. So uh, it only came out like 30 seconds of the tune. Well, <laughs> we we're here on time. At least one glitch has to happen every show. Of course, we wouldn't be high on homegrown without it. We wouldn't be stoned if we could do it perfect. Oh. Uh, so, Ledge, you want to say hi? Monkey, you want to go first, mate? You want to say hello to everybody? Sure. Hi, everybody. It's Monkey down here in the southern U.S. New day in the U.S. today. I'm very happy to be here. Going to have mm. a great show. Uh, TJ, you want to say hi? Hey, guys. Uh, Temple Grower up in blizzard uh, Saskatchewan now. Can't even see across the friggin' road. So uh, hopefully, you know, send some prayers my way that the power doesn't go out. That's not always okay, not nice, but... Yeah, that would not be cool. <laughs> it's crazy that you got blizzards already, man. Yeah, well, it was like, what, 17, three days ago, and then two Whoa. the next day, and now we have, a, you know, two feet of snow, so it's intense. Damn. Uh, what are you saying, ZN? You good? I'm all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm your quick shout out to them Facebook groups who do share to us for us as well. We've got yeah. Out of the Closet Cannabis Club is one of my favourites. To run by Carol Francie, she's a super cool chick, man, and she lets us share a lot on there. Proper supportive of the show and of Percy's. So shout out to them guys. Thanks a lot for that, man. Shout out to Twisted man, yeah. Groves as well. Hmm? Who's that? Twisted Groves. Twisted Groves. Is that a group, right? Yeah, that's another Facebook group. Cool, man. Right, GB, you you want to say hi? We haven't forgotten about you, mate. We know you. How's it going, people? You know, hiding in the corner, you know, doing my thing. Yeah, now how's it going, everybody? Um, GB here from, as as you all know, fucking West, Scotland, West and Cold Ireland, Wales. You know? <laughs> well, it's a Celtic cousins anyway. We're all part of the same, you know. But now, how's it going, everybody? Hope everyone's had a good weekend. Everyone is looking forward again. Very stoned. High on homegrown. Getting high on homegrown. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Hope you all liked last week's show with Tommy Chong. That was super fucking awesome. Great time. And uh, this episode, we're going to be talking with Frenchy Cannoli, who is like the hash king. And the, man, you know, that man. Who? Yeah, yeah it, it just it makes everything sound like a Michelin chef is preparing the hash. He's, yeah, you know, he's got the, the real French accent. And, mm, he made sure get down to, to Kelly. I'm definitely, well, I'm going to do as best as I can to source one of those temple balls. Mm. Those are phenomenal. Yeah, man. Yeah, the way you talked about those things, it was like fine dining, no doubt. Well, that's just, yeah. You could tell in his voice, he's just got so much passion for it. So much passion for the top. <laughs> I think, you know. My French accent's awful. Please excuse me if I offended anybody with that. I think I offended yeah. myself. Yeah, his description is so good. I think. <laughs> He could probably put down a Somalia the way he described uh, the, everything oh, yeah. so much, man. He was so accurate. Beautiful stuff. Yeah. Good shit. Good so, uh, so that's the introduction. Everybody said hi. We'll go on to the news. You ready? So big weed news this, oh, this week. Oh, yeah. Big weed mm. news. Obviously because of the election and uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris winning. They did say that it will be decriminalizing cannabis in the USA. 
But so we still have to wait for we've got to wait a couple of months for that to happen now, don't we? Yeah, yeah. that's it. We still got one. That's a big one, but there was some legalization that did happen, hey? That's several of them happened. Yeah, um, man. So you wanna you wanna go first, monkey? You wanna give us your news? Well, I mean, I'm I'm not up on all the legalization stuff, but I do know one of the big ones that I found was New Jersey actually passed recreational sales uh, in, oh, in yeah. the, uh, the election. And it, the cool thing about this one, uh, the election was just this week, and they're already pushing a bill through through the state senate to uh, to make this thing happen. They're not going to wait; they're going now. And I thought that was really cool. I mean. You have to understand New Jersey's proximity to large population centers like New York City. I mean, good grief. This is nothing but but a cash cow. If you look at it that way, mm. it's going to be amazing. Raising for New Jersey. Um, it looks like a pretty much straightforward thing for New Jersey. It says, you know, the provisions adults 21 and older could purchase and possess up to an ounce uh, or five grams of concentrate. That's all pretty much basic things. But with the New Jersey bill, the one thing I did not like was that New Jersey says home cultivation will not be allowed. Now, mm. who likes that? Come on. Come you know, on. it's just, it's wrong, man. You have to allow them to, unless they're going to make it so you, you can go and get access to cannabis at a reasonable price. Well, but they can't expect people to pay these stupid prices for it. They're kind of doing that in this, but you know, I can't say that they're, they're really looking at it that way. The reason that the articles that I've read said they're not allowing home cultivation is, quote unquote, they're afraid that you will overproduce and sell your excess. And that makes illegal oh, sales it, that they won't get. With the, the cat litter like TG has to. <laughs> That's what I always do. But well, what I mean, is excess anyway? That's the argument they've made since, since MMAR here in well, Canada. Well, to me, what is, what is excess so, is stuff that you can't smoke and you can sell that they don't get yeah, to sell. That precise. That last part is, is the important part. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. That's the bottom line on it, though. But there is a lot of positive to this. I mean, yeah, New Jersey's, they said basically once everything else gets settled in, they may revisit the idea of home grow. Sure. But, you know, once it's done, I, I really don't like letting them do that that way because you never know if you're going to get it back. When they take something away, they never ever promise to give it back, do they? Are you guys able to challenge no. any of that kind of stuff in the court? Because that happened here in Canada in Manitoba. They Manitoba, one of the provinces, decided to ban home growing, just like New Jersey did. Um, whereas the rest of the provinces, except for Quebec, also or didn't ban. Like you can grow your four plants, right? right. But right now, there's a constitutional challenge, I think, going on uh, that they're they're challenging the, the the right to grow your own as a as a charter right, a human right, right? Right. Um, I don't know if they can do that in the states. I don't exactly know how the the rights or the courts work down there. But um, I mean, and like you said, it sucks that it has to go to that point, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's not a good situation. <laughs> now, I, I really don't know what's going to happen because you still have to remember in Canada, it is decriminalized. It's not decriminalized here yet. So oh, once we get that happen, yeah, yeah, we're not, well, we're not even talking about legalization. They're only gonna give us decriminalization. And what that's gonna mean is that yeah. each state gets to choose what they wanna do independently, but the federal government's not gonna get in the middle of any more of that. Right, and, and then you don't still get the criminal. The federal right? government's not gonna bother us. Then things might start changing. We, then we can go to court and say, well, I have a right to grow my own medicine. But right now I can't go to, can't go to court and say, I have a right to grow something sure. that's illegal. 
So, this is a bit early, but it just happened two yeah, days yeah. ago, too. So I have a normal ACLU. We have a lot of people that are probably going to step in and make sure this is done correctly. We also want social justice. We want the people who were convicted of marijuana crimes to be expunged in, of the conviction so they're yes. normal citizens again and, and be just like you and me. They, have, they haven't done anything else. Then why should we treat them any differently? It's basic things like that. But that's New Jersey. But let's take a look at the rest of the United States. We also had Arizona came in with recreational sales. And then we had uh, a a distant neighbor of mine in the deep south, Mississippi, came in. Now, Mississippi is a very conservative environment. And it was one of the last states you would ever expect this to happen. But they did allow medical sales in in Mississippi. That's a big deal. That's a huge deal because you're cracking very slowly. Uh, We're getting medical sales are allowed, maybe maybe not easy to get. But in Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Oklahoma right now and Florida. So that's good. We're we're making progress into my my stomping grounds. Going in the right direction. Absolutely. So we're going to get there. But, you know, a lot of things happened in the U.S. I could talk the entire show and you would be bored to death, but I would never shut up. Yeah, you have to wait till the 1st of December for that one. Oh, yeah. For higher on homegrown. Well, yeah, we have to get Tommy back for that one if we're going to get higher. Uh, I noticed that Zombie's been quiet for a while, so he's probably joined the podcast and was like, oh, yeah, shit, news. And then he's gone off researching it, which he's doing now. No, no, I've got me news. See, let's go for it then, Zian. You got it? We're doing it now. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's a bit quick, quick bit of research. Quick. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, it seems that because of, because of uh, elections and stuff going on all over the world, and really, really important ones, um, it seems we've got a a, a little uh, election quandary to to pursue in the UK too, as Labour have decided that if a royal commission was rec- would recommended the legalization of all drugs labor would go for it mm. so there you go we've got a reason to get rid of boris there's loads of reasons to get rid of, reasons to get rid of fucking <laughs> boris before that trust me you know electing a single party because of one of their policies is never the right way to go you know hey listen it's work for everybody else true mm. politics complex one uh, I, I think the Conservatives are going to do it soon. I think this is going to happen under Boris. I think Boris is going to do it. He'll jump on the bandwagon. Yeah, you know, you just can't trust the word any of these fucking political parties say. They say mm. one thing. And then it's like, are they going to decriminalise cannabis in America? We just have to wait and see. They say these things, but we can never be sure. Well, I think the decriminalisation in the US is going to definitely happen. You know, there's no doubt about that. Mm. It, it's all moving forward. But, I mean, when is the next general election in the UK? It's going to be a while yet, isn't it? So even if Labour does say that, we're looking at, what, four years before we can even elect them? But the, I mean, the, the, the thing is that the, the fact that they've actually said the, that they would go ahead with it, if and if. So what, we've got to have a word with uh, Her Majesty herself then? <laughs> it's, got to be a, it's got to be another role forward, doesn't it? I mean, at the end of the day, if everybody is getting behind the idea then the Conservatives aren't going to have anything to sort of disagree against or to, to argue against. Well, to be fair, I, mean, I never the, thought we could like contact Tommy Chong and get him on the podcast, so maybe contact you know, the Queen and asking us to do us a favour is possible. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, the fact that other countries have done it as well. Oh, man. I mean, Port- Portugal have done it, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, there's, there's states in the... In the well, it's not legalising, is it? They're decriminalising personal possession. Decriminalising all drugs. Yeah. 
that's I mean, the that's right way to be, go. That's that's the way. I mean, yeah. I'm, I'll, 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 I can see it as only a thing for the best, as mm -hmm. it is. It's, it's rolling stuff forward. Yeah. Further forward and further forward all the time has got to be good. In other news. GB, what are you saying? Now, I've got um, two bits of news, actually. Um, first one is just a quick bit about um, our medicinal program. We have a member of our parliament here, um, Gino, Gino Kenny. He is the one who got the medicinal program off the ground and running. Big up to the man. Um, although he says it himself that it's not of the scratch that it needs to be needs to be expanded and looked on more. He questioned our minister for health on this in the doll, and basically the minister turned around. He gave him the exact same answer. He told him that there is ongoing look looking into the effects of cannabis and this and that. And when Gino basically said to him, "That is the exact same answer as I was given last year," he said, "No, it's not." I wasn't here last year. It's not the same answer. He is just so smart and pathetic and fucking smarmy. The man needs to get a slap in the fucking head. The oh, Stephen Donald. Oh down, my guys. good lord. He is Do just not a fool. violence. We don't. We don't. But he's just a fool. This is a fellow who smoked weed in the past. He has come out in in fucking uh, Rolling Stone magazine. And he reiterated just before he was elected that he wouldn't be against um, decriminalizing cannabis and legalizing it. But and as soon as he gets his power, like, fuck you. Now he's like, fuck you. And he wow. doesn't give a fiddler's fuck. So this is why I'm, I'm kind of angry with this. Yeah, dude, yeah, to be course, honest. Yeah. Um, that was him. That's that. The next one is it just shows how bad we need legalization in Ireland. Mm. Four more men aged 20 in their 50s, 30s and 20s and their teenagers and teens have been arrested over a 1 million euro grow operation in oh, County Kildare. What, There's six months, seven? <laughs> eight, no, no. In fairness, <laughs> the Gardaí did discover over 1,000 mature plants with an estimated street value of 800,000 euro and they discovered roughly 10 kilograms of dried, cured, sweet, sweet flour that should have gone to help people with their stress, their anxiety, their arthritis, their just all the illnesses that it comes with. And even if they just want to fucking kick back and have a good time and not fucking have a point, they should be able to sit back, roll a spliff, and relax after a hard day's work. Mm -hmm. You know, but these three, these four lads, lives are ruined now. You know. All because oh. of flour. We need oh, that's to sort a it. bit of a hefty amount to be growing, you know. It is a hefty amount, you know, but it just shows we there is the call for it here. This is just one that we have raids every single day of the week, lads. Yeah. Every day, and there are seizures of anything from a hundred up to two hundred, three hundred, four hundred thousand euros. And how much do you think? Like, look, let's look at it for one, them people who are growing and earning that money and not putting tax into the system, how much they could be getting taxed, which the tax is bringing in. But how much does it cost the taxpayer to send the, the police and, you know, the authorities and all the shit that needs to take place for an operation like that to go down? It costs, 
It costs somewhere in and around the region of 60 to 80,000 euro a year to keep somebody locked up for a simple cannabis No, I'm talking charge. about that, yeah. And with the bust on top of that, all no. the police officers, you know, they pay yep. for, the, for the day. You put all that, yeah. And then Crazy it's not money. just for the day because there's going to be fucking investigation after investigation after investigation. Mm-hmm. Then all the bullshit overtime that they call for when they go to the courts and everything. It is just mm-hmm. a farce. We need to legalize. Yeah, we need to legalize. We need to decriminalize. Uh, We need to take the focus away from cannabis, and we need to put it on the focus on hard, proper crime. Yeah, violent crime. That's what we need to do. Violent crime. You know, like you don't see a fucking stoner with a spliff walk down the road and decide to fucking shoot a place up, or have an argument with somebody, (laughs) or have an argument with somebody. Everybody's crazy. Yeah, yeah, just, you, the thing is, you, you wouldn't see him with a spliff because it's one of them people who ran out of weed and lost it because they didn't have it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you mean it was like you if you run out? <laughs> I'm saying that's why you won't see him with a spliff. No. They probably just haven't had one for like five, six hours, just lost their shit. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So that is my news. So we are still having fucking nice. shitty time with um, medical medical marijuana and fucking getting proper access to it and we're still having a shitty time with actually just being able to get our weed on the illicit market so, so what are you saying then yeah. tg you good what's your news mm. yeah uh, i'm good <laughs> my news is a week old now but i've had it favorited because it's a pretty good story i'm sure a few people have read this um it's a happy story because it's fu- it's funny. The the DEA, we all know the Drug Enforcement Administration in the United States, has apparently recently reached out for help in burning quote at least and quote one thousand pounds of marijuana per hour for eight hours straight. I think because uh, yeah, I was going to say um, the DEA seizes millions of marijuana plants every year and literally tons of raw cannabis which have to be destroyed. So yeah, they're looking for uh, you know somebody to uh, to help out. Well, um, typical. Y'all guys think in chat. Can we do this? Can we handle it? Yeah, y'all can handle that shit. We'll throw in the, the give it a good to... give it a good fucking bash anyway. Damn I don't right. know though because it it says that these the drugs are usually in tightly compressed bricks or bales, and uh, you know, so brick brick weed in my experience isn't generally the best weed, but I mean, no. I guess it's still weed. There's still grease and oil, and yeah, to avoid potential highs, you must have proper ventilation to avoid no smoke buildup. There'll be armed DEA agents and contractors all the time during scheduled burns, and you're not allowed to tell your friends. So, <laughs> I like I like that term, scheduled yeah, yeah. burns. It's scheduled good, yeah. burns, yeah. Yeah, anybody interested? Yeah. Contact, you want to step uh, outside for a scheduled burn? <laughs> I like that. <laughs> are, are you allowed to stand outside on the far end of the field and just keep your head over it? As long yeah. as you schedule that burn ahead of time, you're okay. You've got to schedule that burn. Scheduled burn in T minus 10 seconds. <laughs> sour diesel. Any sour diesel fans come by from 4 to 6 p.m.? <laughs> We're doing a Bubba Kush run after that. You know. Yeah, nice. Nice. Sounds good. It's funny though. That'd be a good show. The rules do still apply from last week, everybody. Are we still doing? Yeah. Oh no, no! You said it already. I think, I think it's come to the point right where everybody just talking about the, uh, you know, talking about it a bit too much, and we want to try and stop talking about it so much. So as like a swear jar kind of thing. If that word does pop up or we talk about it, then we will have to smoke extra to be uh, to suffer for it. So sorry, TG, where were you, mate? 
Uh, you don't know. Oh, I was just saying that. I think that the, the story came from marijuanamoment.net, if anybody wants to read the whole thing. But I mean, that's basically it. Yeah, you, you can't tell anybody, and they're looking for somebody to burn a fuckload. Not just weed, it says drugs. Um, so, you know, <laughs> I don't know. It's a funny story, though. So, no, in, in, how'd you get a job as like a chimney sweep for that? Yeah, no doubt, right? <laughs> just really? Sit at the top of that chim, chimney, chim, chimney, chim, 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 we haven't been able to do shit. I know we said that last week, but they're just, we can't really explain what they are without revealing who we are and shit. You know, we always have to stay anonymous. Just we, know that we're we are people and we're still here. Of course. So that's yeah. all you need to know. But that'll be done this week, man. Everything's uh, falling back into place now. So we yeah. should be able to finish them competitions off this week. Make well, sure I got we the vote up, though, for the um, plan of the month. That's up. So, and then, but yeah. the votes are up now. And butter the month is up. And, and just to say, people, don't just like the post. Make that make the vote. There you go. <laughs> nice. He's got a little bit of a rhyme going on. So we got a few comps <laughs> going on right now. So Yeah, that's it. And we're going to get some more fired up as well. Just waiting to uh, finish some things up. Yeah. yeah. Good. What else? Anything? I'm sure there's something that's uh, springing to mind that we need to share. I always remember them after the show. Yes, yeah. same. Same. So that's a stoner thing. Well, we're good for now. Doing it to us. Oh, there we go. He said it. He said it. First time I said that word. Don't, don't get carried away. Stop smoking since since we started the podcast. So you can say as much as you like, guys. I'm about to roll another one. Right. So then, with that, that's we we'll, might remember more news later. But for now, let's just smoke and move on to favorite stories. There we go. Now, um, so tonight we're going to have a chat about a little girl from Montana. She is descended from country royalty and has even taken part in some construction. Um, her favorite, <laughs> her favorite, um, her favorite bit of equipment is. Yes, uh, I give you my virus. God damn, I hope YouTube don't pick us up for that. Fucking flag us for copyright. Be- <laughs> I don't think anybody <laughs> can recognize that little burst right there. Two <laughs> words. I Horrible fidelity, it. ma'am. No, I, I'll just tell you, for ages, right, because we got all the people listening in now, and for ages, I just want to fucking put the Rick Roll tune up there and Rick Roll all here out of nowhere, but YouTube will flag the fucking video if I haven't got oh, yeah. Bastards, but just, Bro. if I could, I would Rick Roll you. At any random moment. <laughs> Sorry, GB. <laughs> anyway, so we will start. Destiny Hope Cyrus, as she was born, was born on November 23rd in 1932. Or, yeah, in 1920. She's held up well. <laughs> But, um, yes, she was born in 92. Her mama is Trish and her daddy is Billy Ray Cyrus. And her godmother is none other than Thunder Tits herself, the Queen of Nashville, Miss Dolly Parton. Yes, sir. No way. Yes, it is. Yeah. I didn't know if Dolly Parton was her mother, though, huh? No, her godmother. godmother. Oh, right. I was going to say, yeah, I'm already stoned, so bear with me. Yeah, no, yeah. I, 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 I know. Know. Billy Ray and, and Dolly, no, that just doesn't work, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
you know? So, and um, from uh, a young age, Miley wanted to, to follow her pops um, into the music, into the world of music and television. And so why well, didn't she? She, did, <laughs> she <laughs> got, um, she went Sorry. and um, she actually went originally to cast for the side for a, 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 a well, what's it called? A side show? Not side show. I don't know, mate. You did the research for this one. Um, Supporting. No, <laughs> you know what? Well, it's not the actor. It's not the main actor. It's supporting the fucking, actress. Supporting, supporting actress. That's it. She went for the supporting role in Hannah Montana. I was told she was too small and too young, but because she oh. was, was such a good singer, they actually gave her the lead role. So she was in. Um, where am I here? She was uh, Hannah Montana, which then that was started the road of her stardom. Um, she had great success with Disney and found it hard to shake um, the innocent um, kids character that she played for so long. You know, as, as most child stars have, they, she had her fair share of troubles. So she had her troubles with the law, with the fans, and then she turned to drink and drugs as a crutch for and um she needed she went to rehab quite a bit from what i gather you know? <laughs> quite, um, quite a bit quite a few times you know and it's um where is it? it's uh, oh we're gonna get done for flipping slander yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I didn't cool, say any just smiling she me. is pretty cool like you know she fucking calls weed the happy drug <laughs> you know she's fucking she's gone she's gone on and off and like in fairness a lot of us have you know a lot of us have used an awful lot of fucking drugs have needed Maybe not needed to help, but then again, when you have as much fucking cash as some of these younger kids do, especially when they have all of the fame and stardom, you know, it's easy to fucking slip. Um, and it's you should never pressure, man. It is a lot of pressure, you know. And but, but like in fairness, you should try not to f- treat any of your problems with drink or drugs. Mm-hmm. It is easy. It is easier said than done to try face them head on. But you know, if you can, do. Anyway, um. I don't know where it was. Yes, well, so Miley was a stoner, you know, um, and she comes from a family of stoners as well. In fairness, like her ma's a big smoker, her dad's a big smoker. You know, they they enjoy fucking sitting back having a smoke every evening with their humming boards. You know, they name them and everything. Um, yeah, no, I was watching. That's a bit really stone, man. Yeah, and they said the humming boards move real slow because they overfeed. Oh, sure. <laughs> you know? So um yeah um, she so we know she loves her fucking her weed you know, because she did I don't know if invest. I'd like that man you know hummingbirds flying around while you're high and shit you just be flinching like, oh we do it all the time man we sit on the back deck <laughs> ah, all the yeah. time with the hummingbirds I swear we do I don't yeah, think no, that'd be cool one in real life uh-huh. yeah I live in England no. there's no wildlife here anymore <laughs> no we have king, we've kingfishers they're pretty much like hummingbirds already. GP, stop going on tangents. No. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, so yeah, she. Um, By the way, it's half twelve. She, um, she, she was reintroduced to the Mary Jane in 2018 to her mummy after a brief, let's call it a tolerance break. You know, and um, she invested into the Lowell Herb Company along with Chris Rock, Sarah Silverman, and Mark Ronson. That's that uh, cafe, isn't it? Yeah, it's a cafe, and then they have um, they're going into Lowell Farms and a few other bits and pieces. Quite interesting, you know. Um, and then I won't go into that. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah, no, because you say for slander, I just say something about Yeah, I just say something about I just thought I'd give you a nice warning before you did. Yeah, yeah but either way, she was married to a sexy bastard. 
you know, we leave it at that. Um, yeah, it got nasty. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, yeah, well, oh, shame. Let's not take sides either way. So, yeah, so that is Miley Cyrus, my friends. <laughs> so, is that short enough for you, Mackie? I feel like it's unended, mate, to be fair. I feel like it's incomplete now. It's <laughs> so, she's from Montana, and the show is Hannah Montana, but it was Hannah Montana before they knew she was from Montana. It wasn't named after her being from Montana. No, but she's not Whoa. from Montana. Wait she's from Tennessee. I, just, I heard something, just... and I'm well, it wasn't oh. the show originally, originally wasn't going to be called Hannah Montana. It was a different name. They renamed it. I just saw this the other day. Now, this is my stoner brain. I can't remember what it was i'm gonna to have to google it oh man but i do know why she's called miley because yeah it's because she was very smiley when she was a baby that's right and she couldn't say smile yeah. she said mile so mm. they called her miley that's cute that's yeah cute. it was yeah. cute <laughs> <laughs> i'm so, good for a tangent and she, now and, and she, then yeah and she changed her name to um to Destiny Hope to Miley Ray Cyrus and the Ray Cyrus was not because of her daddy it was because of her granddad um, her granddad was Ronald Ray, Ronald Ray Cyrus oh, and okay. he served as um, a representative to the house for 11 terms mm -hmm. for the Democrats in let me see where do I have it written fuck it's gone I don't know but yes 11 times he served for the Democrats I think it was in Tennessee Tennessee is a state, am I right? Yes, it is. She was on Rogan recently, man. It was a pretty interesting episode. She's a very, she is a very interesting character. She's had a great, and she has a great outlook on life. So I want to try and get her on the show, man. I've been messaging her on Instagram, but you know, she's not going to check that very much. But you got to try. I'm going to keep trying. If anybody knows how to get in contact with Molly Cyrus and wants to be her on the show, then let me know. And I'll oh, contact her. Give me a minute here. I'll just pick up the phone and I'll give her a ring there. Well, you got a number. Yeah. You, I suppose you've got a fellow's number, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talking of, I've got to jump in and say something. Uh, we've got a request from Seed Our Future to come on the Seed show. Seed Our Future. Yeah, for uh, Trev is... Coleman. That guys. Yeah, yeah, that's Guy and Trev, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, man, we've got uh, yeah. Trev Coleman on next week for next week's interview. And then mm -hmm. we'll, we've got uh, Ed Rosenthal coming up as well. We've got a few interviews coming up, so I'm scheduling them as we go. I don't want to reveal how, who's coming on just yet because it's a bit too soon. Well, we'll get there. I'll be in, I'll be in touch with them because I've got their email okay. addresses already. So yeah, I'll get so. on it. Sweet then, lads. Thanks, GB. Nice, famous stoner there. And have a good guide. covered just about everything so far so uh but we didn't cover bug shit yet and we're not going to go into too much detail on each individual bug but give you a more of an idea of what kind of bugs we are going to attack your cannabis plants what you might find in your grow room and just ways which you can prevent all bugs getting in there in the first place and how you can treat certain ones either without pesticides or using a pesticide that isn't going to hurt the plant in any way and also but uh, using bugs themselves to treat bugs which is an interesting one so what we're saying, who wants to hit some of this shit first, man? Bugs. Obviously, the spider mite is the, uh, the most famous one that's going to come and attack your cancer plants. Mm -hmm. Who's had spider mites before? ZN, you've hit, had them before, right? Spider mites twice and thrips mm -hmm. once. And I'm going to say something that's going to be massively controversial with all you flipping nice people out there who like to do everything properly. Um, I was getting so pissed off with them. I bought two so-called hotshot no-pest strips from 
somewhere in the States, and they cost me 35 quid for the two oh. of them, and they've killed every sodding thing in the grow room since. <laughs> they killed my thrips Ooh. in a day. Gone. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's... Uh... So um, um, th there's no spraying. There's no flipping touching. You just hang on like flypapers, and it just kills everything. What is it exactly? The, it's a, I've had yeah. no problem since. Is. Is it degasses or something in there? It's it's got some nasty uranium uh, in it, and it irradiates. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of them. It's one of them dichloro chemicals okay. that's in it. Some, so it's not some nice. Serious shit. Yeah. It's not nice, but it, it, obviously it's going to kill yeah, yeah. all your 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 decent bugs okay. as well. It's yeah, yeah. No, it's, spectrum. Yeah. It's like antibiotics, right? You just nuke your whole it's fucking tent and pretty much the yeah. lot. And that's Rips, spider mites. But the thing is, you couldn't get that in the UK, right, Zian? I did get it in the UK. Well, I didn't. I ordered it through uh, yeah. eBay, but it didn't come from the UK. You know, it's probably some toxic shit. It is massively toxic. <laughs> what are you anyway? That's why everything's dead in my grow room. Yeah, man. That's why I've been forgetting things a lot I'm, recently. Uh, did it, see, and, listen, uh, listen, listen, listen. Don't you sleep listen, in your grow room. Shut up before you judge me. Shut up before you judge me. Right, I'm outside working a lot of the time. All right, so you get your fresh air out. I'll, I'll bring loads of shit home yeah, with yeah. me, whether I want yeah. it or not. <laughs> yeah, no, mites are a bitch, man. No, I can't help it. I, I like to think there, there's so, the four horsemen, though. They're, the spider mites are definitely... The pale horse, death. You know they're the worst. Yeah. People call them the Borg yeah. for a fucking good reason because yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Resistance is kid. totally futile, really, once you get them. But to be fair, I did manage to get rid of the spiders. Sure. It was the thrips I couldn't. Yeah, thrips off. are thrips are another one. I would say aphids add in there, and fungus gnats too are another. Not as they're the they're the least concern. They are still can be a concern, but yeah, they're more they, you know, than anything really. They're just more around. Yeah. Um, yeah, if they get really bad, they're their larvae in the soil. They, they can really can. start eating the nibble, nibbling the roots. Yeah, well, shit, that's but... what that's where fungus gnats came from. I bought yeah. a, a well, I, bought, I made a mistake and I bought a second bag. So I bought a bag of can mm -hmm. of bio. Um, and it was full of them, literally. Yeah, it's. And I took it back to the shop, and I whinged and moaned, and it's. It turned out that the can of rep was there at the time, and he's given me a brand new bag, mm -hmm. and he's gone try that. So I got it home, and he's got more wow. of it. So, they're tough to get rid of, man. They're they're eggs, and they overweather pretty good in the soil. They're they're robust, so. Um, yeah. But they're not that hard the, to get rid of once you no, have them. Though I mean, there's many that's, many that's, different remedies. Quick, quick and easy. I need <laughs> Well, my quick well, and easy. Russet mites there are a nasty bastard. You don't hear yeah. too much about, you know, because you, you've got the spider mites and you can just about see them if you look real fucking close. But the russet mites like live inside the leaves and inside the plant and you won't see if you have them. You'll only see the plant looking like shit. Mm -hmm. They're real difficult to see the russet mites. They you, you, they're, they're hard to get. It's not like a, they're a common one like a spider mites are. And I've, I've never had spider mites. In all my years of growing up, never fucking had spider mites. Yeah, I'm not going to touch wood because I'm not fucking superstitious or any shit like that. But I've, I've had thrips before. I've not had them on cannabis. Now, I have had a greenhouse full of spider mites on flowers before. Mm. Just, you know, ornamentals. But mm. in my experience, I learned early, um, the worst thing you can do with, with spider mite infestation is nuke the whole thing because you throw the whole thing out of balance again. And so, I mean, it was kind of a touchy thing for me. Spider mites prevention was all about staying clean, letting nature do its core, take its course, you know, not in introducing any kind of hazards into it. But if you get the infestation, 
Um, I always found with spider mites, it was basically just washing up liquid and water, spray it on them, it melts them, and it's gone. Mm -hmm. Pretty much, if you can make the environment that they're living in inhabitable, then they won't want to live there. So, you know, without even using any kind of pesticides or anything, you can get rid of a lot of bugs or at least reduce the numbers. Because it's, it's not really bad to have bugs, you know, just a few you shouldn't panic it's not too bad right but it's called the economic threshold and it is that that's what it's called when uh there'll be too much of them where it starts to have a detrimental effect on the plant right and that's when you that's when it starts to become a problem that's what i mean about the fungus gnats i literally have never not had fungus gnats but there's been a few instances where i let the uh let them get out of control and they they bred like fucking fungus gnats do if you don't control them and yeah you can see the larvae squirming on the tops top of the soil when you water so that's a bit much but a few here and there probably not going to hurt you right right yeah well so you know so don't go too mad if you see bugs don't go crazy straight away yeah Yeah. and like you said too there's a there's a lot of good ways to prevent to prevent like uh, not no bugs, but an infestation from happening mm-hmm. from using beneficial insects, like we said before, or using stuff like uh, compost. Hot shot strips. And, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just having a fucking nuclear, you know, something irradiating your tent. That works too, but then you Small might- Small little sticky tab <laughs> works. What well, you saying, sometimes. Monkey? You were saying something there in the background. Oh, I don't know. With the uh, the whole thing with with the insects, to me, what I've learned over dec- literally decades of flower growing in greenhouses and things like that is, the best thing you can do is just keep an eye on it and not treat everything constantly with any kind of thing. Don't don't regularly spray neem oil. Don't regularly spray for pests. Yeah. Because if there's nothing there, you're going to upset the balance that is there. Mm-hmm. And crazy as that sounds, your microbes get out of whack. Your bacteria get out of whack. Any insects that are in there get out of whack. And before you know it, bad things start happening. Yeah. Well, well, you mentioned to... uh, neem oil there. And yeah. that's obviously, that's a major pesticide, which a lot of cannabis growers use. Yeah, and it's also yeah. highly controversial. Some, some growers mm-hmm. actually believe it, it can cause very detrimental effects to the cannabis. I don't know yeah. for a fact what it is. I use it very, very sparingly. Yeah. Well, I don't even use it on my plants. I'll spray it around the grow room. You know, right. just to make sure, because the smell and it's a deterrent in the first place. If the bugs smell it, they'd rather stay away from it than come near it. Yeah, right. sure. Now, so I don't really get a lot of bugs. Yeah. Because um, because of the way I'm set up, yeah. I, nothing gets in. You know, yeah. that's the best way to be. I mean, clean. And and if you want to, you want to talk right? about that. That's sure. one of the most important things. I mean, you, you, I would never go outside and mow my lawn and then go tend my plants because yeah. I've stirred every insect up that I possibly could on the lawn, and I know I've got stuff all over me. As soon as I open that tent, it's nothing but a but a buffet for everything. And mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going to bring in a balance of nature. You're going to bring more bad than good in, or more good than bad something, and bad things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, always then before I go in my tent, I will go in, I will completely shower. I will change my clothes. Then I'll go see the girls. Yeah. That's what I will say too about, about spraying and, and to monkey's point about not just reacting, but if you see some bugs, figure out what those bugs are. First of all, don't just assume it's a spider mite or it's assume it's a fungus gnat because you know, I've had fruit flies in my tent and stuff. And, and if you don't know anything about bugs, then a fly is a fly, really, a little tiny fly you think is a pest. It's not supposed to be in your tent. So it's yeah, important to identify. Ah. Yeah. And like springtails are another good example. If you have springtails, mm-hmm. that's not a bad thing at all. But yeah, they they'll do scare the heck like, out of you, though, because these little yeah. white things crawling out of your pot. So all over everything going like, what the heck is this? 
Yeah. It kind of looks a little like a thrip in a way. Yeah, it does. Here, yeah. My, mm. my picture is a thrip right now, if anybody's never seen an up-close thrip. Yeah, I've seen, I've, I've always had one or two kind of little things flying around the tent. Sometimes they, fl- they go slow enough that you can catch them. You just don't want them to stay and you don't want them to breed, you know. That's right. But yeah. uh, once you uh, do identify them too, I would say um, be, before spraying, find out like in terms of uh, treating them with other insects, the beneficials, figure out what eats them. And well, then if before, you have local... before I'd even go that far, I'd say, you know, take a look at the environment you're in, try to see if you can make it a little bit warmer to make it uncomfortable. Let the medium sure. That's dry out a bit because if the medium's kept wet, like uh, especially fungus gnats, for example, they'll, their larvae will live in the top two inches of the soil. Mm-hmm. And if it's, if it's dry, then they and same for thrips as well so and if it dries out then the eggs won't hatch and the eggs will die off so and that's the, the majority of the problem in the first place so yeah. if you just let your medium dry out real good just a couple of times it'll kill off a, a massive amount of bugs even even springtails if you want to get rid of them basically well, I, know your enemy right <laughs> that's right yeah i use a, an attack on spider i don't know i'm assuming i say fungus gnats that i mean it really doesn't fail i use auto watering and i use fertigation halos that point downward at the soil so only the points of contact of the fertigation rings ever get really wet. So the other part of the, the cocoa on the top stays some, just a, a, maybe about a millimeter or so somewhat dry. You don't get mm-hmm. fungus nets that way. The other thing is I throw a BTI mosquito dunk in my res. So the BTI is going to kill the larvae in, in, the, in the pots. You'll never even see the adults. Those two things. I mean, I don't see spider mites in my tent anymore. It's very- Spartan had a good idea there. It's uh, find the pest and stab it with a push pin and stick it in the soil near the plant for a warning to ah, its that friends. Well, no, you just bring it up, you know. <laughs> well, I do that with spiders. With yeah. But mm. you, actually, but that might piss them off and be like, <laughs> you killed Jerry. We got him. Just eat the remains of Jerry and bugger it. off to the Don't step on the roach. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. You have to leave. You have to leave a warning. Yeah, but whatever you're doing as far as your insect control, my message basically is be gentle. Don't don't take a bazooka out to kill a small problem. And I've got a railgun. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's what ZN did. Yeah, he took the railgun out and got rid of all those thrips. You know, if you're watching the plants every day, then you should be able to notice when you have bugs rather than checking them every now and again and seeing all of a sudden pow infestation. Yeah. Catch right. them sooner than later, man. Catch them soon. But uh, before you do start treating them with uh, pesticides and shit, just try and turn up your fans, mate. Because if, if the leaves are blowing around a lot, then the things can't hold on to them. They can't lay eggs properly. It makes it more difficult for them to breed and, and for them to live on the plant. So turn your fans up for a bit. Increase the heat if you can, because some of them don't like the heat and they'll fuck off then. You know, if you can make it inhabitable for them, they'll leave. And you don't need to use any pesticides. And it won't affect the plants too much. But if that doesn't work, then if you're in veg then you want to use some kind of pesticide and try and be natural if possible. You can make your homemade pesticides with garlic and onion and different shit you just find in the kitchen, some capsaicin like peppers. You can all mix that in in some water and use that as a pesticide. And there's recipes over on Percy's Grow Room for that shit if you want to check it out. But that's the best way to go. Try and be natural. Don't try and use chemical pesticides unless you really have to. Because after that, then you've got neem oil, which we said is controversial. But you mix that in water with some soap so it all mixes and emulsifies nicely and you spray that across the plant and underneath the leaves as well which is important and that will kill off a, a majority of them sorry yeah, GB, no, that's good. yeah yeah no just a handy thing as well 
if you grow in a tent and it's good and sealed up, try keep your tent sealed. Don't leave the door open. I know we all love to sit and look at our garden for fucking hours on end. Mm-hmm. You know, but try not to, because the more that it's opened up to the environment, depending on where you grow, if you grow indoors, you're kind of all right, unless your house is manky. And you're full of flies. <laughs> you got and pets. Shit. Pretty common sense. Mm-hmm. Keep your fucking pets out of your grill. Yeah. yeah. They'll drag mites and everything else in your tent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll drag mites. They will eat your tent. They will eat your plants. <laughs> you not only that, the cat loves those fan leaves. Yeah. Cats well, you know, running around out in the grass, hunting birds and shit like cats do, you know? But it's important to remember as well, you know, if you can keep your plant healthy, it's going to have a good immune system to be able to fight these things yeah. off as well. That, that's important. If you can just that's keep what your I was plant saying about the, the tea, you know, yeah, you give your plant a good immune system and then it just it fucks everything off right. without even having to have help. Mm-hmm. So, neem oil. And then if, you know, what's that next one that people use above, like, classic above neem oil, like, more more deadly? Uh, it's it, There's, like, the pyrethrins. That's yeah, the one. Yeah. No, um, man, don't ever use that on your weed. <laughs> that's that's it. good stuff, man. Controversial <laughs> shit, too. Well, Insecticidal soaps. I did. <laughs> I don't need it Permethrin is, is horrible. It's a synthetic pyrethrum. But pyrethrum... It does degrade relatively fast, and it is a natural pesticide. It's made from pyrethrum daisies, chrysanthemum, which is in the chrysanthemum family, but it's a specific plant. But it's still, man, I don't know if I would really want to smoke that. I've smoked a lot worse, mate. Well, you shouldn't spray anything during flower. I'm just saying wettable sulfur. I've never heard of it now. No, I don't I, I've never is. had a problem with any fucking with any pest tanks. Knock on wood. Basically, yeah. the wet up of sulfur is going to ra- is going to change the pH of your foliage, uh, and it's going to fight off a lot of, of fungus and, and insects that don't like that hot that pH range. So prevention Cheap is always good. Yeah, prevention. Just like your health, right? You, you if you mm-hmm. don't have to go to the hospital, it's better to not go get better than to just not be sick in the first place, right? Right. So, um, yeah. dynamite white is asking nematodes can they be used yeah that's where i was going to i don't know that one tg you got any information on that man well probably nematodes are pretty small and i would assume they're susceptible to the same osmotic pressure that the microbes are because when you put salt in them the salt the difference in in salt content is going to suck all the the moisture out of those nematodes i would assume because that's that's why you're not supposed to use bottled newts with uh, like a living soil so yeah, I would say no, but Pretty I'm interesting. Not a, an expert on that. So, and, well, yeah, and uh, when you're in flower, you don't want to spray anything on your yeah. flowers, obviously. So people tend to then use like uh, predatory mites. Oh, on these I, I only, or predatory I bugs. More stuff in, in veg. I don't use it in flower. Yeah. I just keep my mites. I keep a few beneficials in there all the time, just as like a guard, you know, as sentries. So even if there are, like I accidentally bring something in, they kind of get taken care of to a point. Um, by those ones that are already in there. So if you have access to beneficials, I would I would definitely recommend just having them in there as part of your grow. I mean, unless you're using stuff like ZN with that or kill them. See, when, it, when, <laughs> when it comes to flower, it's real difficult to because you don't want to spray your plants with shit when it's in flower. You don't want to smoke anything back to it. Yeah. You know, uh, had the buds on it. Spraying shit on the buds and you don't want to smoke that then. We had a, an issue here in Canada. There was an LP that got caught that sprayed mycobutanol. There was res- traces of residue on the, the flower. And oh, when, you, when you combust mycobutanol, there's, it, it can turn in, or it does turn into hydrogen cyanide as one of the byproducts. Well, I thought it was formaldehyde, but that's still bad stuff. Yeah, man. 
bad yeah, news. You don't want that shit. So prevention is better than cure. The most important thing you can do is make sure that bugs don't get in in the first place. Like Monkey said, shower. Make sure you wash your hands and shit like that. Just just to make sure, because it's easier to do that than worry about getting rid of bugs when you have them. And also the intake. Yeah, you, ha- you have to make sure you know where the bugs got in. If you do have bugs, you need to figure out how they got in. And they most likely came in for your intake. Yeah, so put screens on your intake. Don't have big open doors allowing them to get into the nice warm place which they want to live. Let's face it, if you was a bug, you'd want to live in a nice warm grow room with some ganja plants, wouldn't you? Oh, you can. No, no, fucking, I'd like to live in the fucking nice warm ganja fucking (laughs) tent as it is. It's fucking freezing. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it's getting cold now. Yeah, fuck. But yeah, stick tight over your intake and that will help people like shit out. Low cost solution, yeah, for sure. I've done it. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you do find bugs, ah, then ident- identifying what, what it is is half of the battle. So make sure you go over to Percy's grow room. You know, if you got a picture of it, that's cool. But we can help you figure out what the bug book is and how to get rid of it. And don't panic either, like we say. Much as it, it's crazy to say it after you have bugs, the best medicine for bugs is not getting them in the first place. Prevention is always your best ticket. Mm-hmm. And don't think you're a shitty grower either, because like we say, every every one of us has had bugs. At least, like I always have bugs. I have thrips right now. I have fungus gnats perpetually. So, <laughs> I mean, the trick is to make it them, so know? that they don't influence your harvest. Is what you're trying yeah. to. I've had thrips before, and they came in on a uh, some what was that? What's that fucking soil called? I can't even think. It was a type of cocoa playground. Playground cocoa. Uh, it had uh, big wooden chunks in it. So I think it brought in uh, the thrips on that. Mm. And and I had trips for fucking ages. They were so hard to get rid of. But yeah. Eventually, I went back to just using my normal cocoa, and they fucked off after a while. So, I always have. They're called uh, Amblycia swirsky is the type of mite that eats thrips. And right. I just hang bags of those in my grow right from, right from about two weeks on to until harvest. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, it seems to be the best way and, to do it, man. Is to get them. But them fucking mites are expensive, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. If you have a source, but if you don't, then they're kind of. Yeah, they're pricey. You know, if you catch ladybirds or ladybugs, you know, you know them little red ones with the black dots, catch them. They'll eat all the bugs that attack your cannabis plants. So if you do find them, stick them in your fucking grow tent and let them run around. They won't eat your plants. They'll only eat because they're carnivorous, savage little bastards. They, they look nice and pretty, but they'll kill everything and eat it. Green, yeah, green lace wings are great too, generalist predator. I just don't like insects in general. It's nature, man. <laughs> Well, I know it's nature, but fucked. they're just icky. I know. Yeah. Well, fucking spiders are just fucking it's, scary. Uh, quick question there about <laughs> cleaning products that are not harmful to the plants. If there's any kind of scent whatsoever to any cleaning product, I don't use it at all when there's flowers on my plants. So I don't want to taint the flavor. Oh, I don't like anything that's uh, got a smell to it. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Cleaning products that, have, that might be safe. I would go with hydrogen peroxide and vinegar were two that I wouldn't, wouldn't yeah. be be bothered with either, either you see i'll give my tent a good clean before i'm flipping mm. you know so when it goes into flower it shouldn't need cleaning and i keep it clean throughout but i don't like clean it with chemicals it just keep it clean and tidy yeah. you know, so it doesn't get out chemicals can degrade the the fabric and stuff you never know how it's gonna you know weaken the material and shit like that too so yeah. better to use that or the less the better kind of thing but well i do exactly what husky said in the chat as i use i use the little yeah. white vinegar and wipe the tent down yeah. it, it cuts the film it oh. leaves nice everything clean and it's it's pretty much safe you can drink it that's it i'm just for see i don't like to take the the smell of it at all so 
tell you a story that a state police officer told me, but I'm not sure how true it is. I think he was just trying to scare me. He claims that most of the weed that they confiscate that's being come across the border has been urinated across to hide the smell. Really? And I'm going like, I don't know about this, but it just makes me not want to buy straight. <laughs> yeah, that's not a good story. You never know what's in it. I don't know if it's true or not, but you know, there is some weed that smells like piss. So, you know, that's true. Yeah. So there we go. I mean, there is obviously a lot more to bugs, man, because there's so many of them and there's loads of different ways to treat them. But the most important thing is don't panic, get the right diagnosis and then find out how they got into the grow room. So it doesn't happen again. Once you've got rid of them, you know, you have to stop and come in before you treat them. Otherwise you're just wasting your time. Again, we'll cover more bugs as we head in further on down the series. We'll cover each bug in more detail, but we want to give a brief explanation of everything before we get into too much detail. You know, we don't want to be spending ages just talking about spider mites when there's so many other bugs to cover. But we will get round to them all eventually. Anything else to add, lads? We, you know, just uh, if you're in flower, don't spray anything. Use predatory mites if you can, or change the environment of the grow room to make it inhabitable. Yeah. Well, just figure out what your bug is and take the appropriate action. You know, there's like, you, it might not be that big a deal and, and you might be, you know, yeah, like they said, shooting a little teeny ant with a bazooka, which you probably don't need to do. Right. So. Some sticky traps as well. Always good for catching flying. Yeah. yeah. Monitoring for sure. Those, yeah. Yellow sticky traps are always good to have in a tent because it lets you know the condition that you got in there, how many bugs are around and things like that. But yeah, best, best thing with bugs is, is to, uh, Try not to get them. Just avoid them yeah. if you can. You know, diligence. Yeah. That way you don't have to. And if you get them and you need help, then come over to Percy's Square Room and we'll help you out. If you oh, see yeah. bugs, act oh, early. Yeah. Don't wait. Nice. Right. So, strain of the week. Let's do it. Let's talk about Girl Scout cookies. Actually, we should be calling it legally GSC because we have... Uh, some people yeah. have been sued, I understand, and then not allowed to use the term. We will just call this cookies because I think most most growers that I know actually just call it cookies a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So one of my favorite strains. Is it really? It's not a strain yeah. I'm really I'm not that familiar with it. I mean, like I said, I don't really know if I've ever smoked a lot of cookies and I know I've never grown a lot of it, but I can't tell you for sure every strain that I've smoked, people give you weed all the time and you smoke it. That's all I know. But it's a it's a good strain. It's very popular. You're basically looking at 17 to 28% THC. I always say 17 because if you aim low and you go high, you're happier. It's always a good thing. Yeah. CBD on this one is about 0.1%. So it's a low CBD strain and it has very different phenotypes that are available. And you're going to hear when you're talking about GSC, then you're going to hear platinum cookies and thin mints and things like that. These are all just different phenos of, of GSC that are out there. It's a hybrid of OG Kush and Durban, I believe. And you look at the flavors of this one. Of course, it's going to be taste like cookies, earth, <laughs> And herbs. And Earth. common uses on this one is a very, very common use. People use it all the time for chronic pain, depression, and appetite, is what they say. So basically, this warning on, on GSC was if you smoke this one, make sure you have snacks in the house. <laughs> nice. So, I mean, is... I don't know much about that because usually weed doesn't give me munchies. I'm weird like that. Yeah, is I don't get munchies was, either. That's a burner, is. The wrapper burner is associated with cookies, is he not? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget how that story was. The, the breeder 
uh, got it together and then he contacted the rapper and the rapper, once he adopted it, that's how it took off. And that, that was a man, that's a, I don't even, I don't even have that story here, but I do remember reading about that though. Yeah. I, I don't know much about it either. I'm not a big cookies fan myself. So, uh, well, I've got cookies, yeah. I got seeds for cookies, but it's just one of those things. I don't have tent space again. You know, so like I got so many seeds I got to grow one of those deals. Yeah, just possible side effects of Girl Scout cookies are going to be the same thing as your slime with everything else. And that is dry mouth, some slightly red eyes and, you know, and hunger. Now, what do you think of the here question for the panel? What are the effects of Girl Scout cookies according to the internet? I don't know. Euphoria, Sweet. of course. Gets, gets me high. <laughs> you can't, you, you know, Relaxation, just, euphoria, uplifting, well. energy. I mean, it's the same thing that they always say about all, all yeah. the different strains. Get you That's high, what, yeah. Yeah, it was basically yeah. that was a leading question for you guys because it's always the same thing if you read any it has a similar about. effect to cannabis yes yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. it's I funny up here in canada like, I, I remembered smoking this before you know that kind of we, stuff. we don't have girl scouts here but we have girl guides so yeah. i've always i've never seen the girl scout cookies but i've always seen girl guide cookies be offered in the illicit yeah. or legacy markets it's kind of yeah uh kind of funny but same shit i assume yeah, I'm assuming it is. I mean, I really don't know much about the. I, I worked with scouting in the states, so I, I am aware that it's the states is girl scouts, yeah. and most everybody else yeah, is yeah. girl guides. I'm aware of that, but I don't know if it's if girl guides is actually maybe a different pheno of, of GSC. It could be. Yeah, who knows? But um, that would be that'd be yeah, really cool to do that. I mean, I think that'd be great. Mackie, you always run a cookies pheno, don't you? Was mm -hmm. it Colorado? Auto Colorado cookies from Dutch Fashion. Yeah. And if you're listening. You know, then you need to check out that strain if you haven't already. It's fucking beautiful, man. It will be done in 70 days. But like most plants, if you yeah. leave it longer to really push it to its fucking real maturity, 100 days is what Tony from Dutch Passion said to me. And I tried it, pushed it to 100 days, man. It's fucking beautiful strain. Mm. Beautiful. The high, the grow, the, the way it grows, everything's just, it's just one of them strains. You know, like the Jack Hera. When you grow Jack Hera, it just, just does what it says on the tin. Yeah, yeah. It's auto Colorado it's, cookies, man. Beautiful. Uh, that's a blueberry. It's got a. It's just straight up blueberry plus cookies across cookies. I think, isn't it? Something like that. Oh, fuck knows, man. It's fucking auto Colorado cookies flavor. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's it's on my list. I don't have any, but I mean, yeah. Um, eventually, I will. It's a popular one, though. TG was asking about. Yeah, it's it's called burner cookies because of, because it has a a wrapper endorsement. You're exactly right, TG. Yeah, I don't know if he was. He wasn't involved in the actual breeding. Like Spartan was saying, he's just the, the rep, essentially. Well, he's kind of, yeah, the breeder actually came came to him, and, and he, sure. just, he, he liked he liked the product, and then, you know. Kind of like Khalifa Kush, I guess, or something Yeah, like yeah, kind of like that, yeah. It's kind of popular in, in uh, certain places to have a strain named after you, or at least, yeah. you know, have something something attached to you. So I'm assuming oh, with yeah. the popularity of GSC, it's not a bad thing for him to have to be. To be They're all, yeah, yeah, for sure. That makes yeah. sense. It's a but anyway, if, if you're in for, in for a grow, they say GSC is a moderate difficulty grow. It'll take you from nine to 10 weeks in flower, and you'll end up with some really primo, primo crop. So give it a shot, guys. Mm. I've got some actually. Yeah, no, I love actually, it. Yeah, actually, right here, right here on my tray. <laughs> Fucking hell, yeah. Seed Stock has sent me uh, three autoflower Girl Scout cookies right here. And it's called Girl Scout cookies. Wow, original name. Yeah. Excellent, man. Pop, nice. pop. What you all think? Pop, 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 pop. Let me know in the comments below. Pop, 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 pop. Should I? Shouldn't I? 
Well, I don't know. I'll even sit in there until we've decided. Wait. I'm a little bit too busy right now to do any of that kind of shit. You know. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So, interview. Should we do it? Are you ready? TG, saying something? No, it's just. Well, I won't. I won't go into it because it'll maybe a, a longer thing, and we should get on with the interview. <laughs> going on tangents again. My yeah, gosh. We do that really well. Right. Yeah. Right. Interview. Let's do it. Yeah, so this was pretty fucking awesome, man. I really enjoyed talking with French G. Well, I yeah. say that about every episode, you know, but we, yeah. we, we have some fucking quality guests on this show, man. If I do say so myself. French is one of my favorites. It was a good one. So yeah, much yeah. passion. He was, he was a really fun guy to chat with. And, and just, yeah, listening to the, you know, we always get to hear the stories and stuff. And being so young, it's I, I can't experience what with you know traveling in nepal and in afghanistan back in the 70s and stuff but i i love hearing the regales of, of people that have done that and, and frenchie is definitely one of those dudes so mm. yeah, yeah i mean when he so starts cool. talking about traveling the country looking for for a hash at age 17 can you imagine me 17 on your own out looking for hash around all around <laughs> the world that to me yeah. that you're like no i don't think i would have done that brave man you yeah. know it was brave that's a huge step but look what it's gotten him it's great you see, you wasn't there, was you? No, I wasn't. He missed it. <laughs> oh, I missed it as well. Yeah, it's I a shame. It's a good interview, man. He was really interesting. Matter of fact, in the interview, uh, Frenchie talks about, I don't know if it's in the part of the interview, but when we talked to him, he talked about a uh, coffee that he makes. And so this morning, since we were doing this show, I did Frenchie cannoli coffee. And yeah. I did leave that in there as well. That recipe is in there. Just how you had to make it in the interview. Because obviously, like all of our interviews, it's gone, it goes for like an hour and a half we're speaking to Frenchie. Yeah. And we have to cut them all down. But uh, we're going to open up the Patreon soon. And I think for one, for like the top level members, when we do have interviews at any time, when, when these are booked, we'll give you notice and you'll be able to watch us do the interviews live as well. But there'll be private streams for people with the link only. No, I was going to say that that copy that Frenchie uh, tells you about there, it will mm -hmm. definitely put a smile on your face and it'll keep you smiling for quite a while. I want one of them Temple Bulls, giggity. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. If, if anybody listening is in California, like, do your best to seek out those Temple Bulls because mm -hmm. they look amazing. Hell yeah. Um, description. Yeah. Awesome. What was that? Um, I, mean, I got to listen to this interview again to myself because he mentioned that one strain that he said has to be cured for three months before it's used for hash, but it smells like chocolate like fucking dark chocolate and I, yeah i think i'm interested in that <laughs> so cool <laughs> you man. enjoy the yeah. interview everybody yes. uh, and we'll be back in 32 minutes this one is so we'll see you in a bit enjoy <laughs> so frenchie uh, it's a massive pleasure for you to be on the show thanks for joining us man mm -hmm. uh, you are known as like the hash king the legend of Ash. Yeah, uh, yeah, they make a big deal uh, of me. It's a bit. Uh... <laughs> it's a bit embarrassing. What? <laughs> you, you know what I mean? It's like because being a Ash maker is so much like being a winemaker. I'm totally dependent on my quality come from the farmer. I'm 101 yeah. percent dependent. It's. Uh, like a winemaker or like a, a Michelin star chef, uh, mm -hmm. you, uh, you need to be able to, uh, to be part of the growing uh, cycle, to be able to, uh, to bring the best to, into whatever you're doing. 
So do you grow as well, Frenchie? You grow uh, a little bit this year because of COVID, but normally no, oh, I right. have the time to, uh, to take care of it. I'm really like a winemaker. I work with certain cultivars and certain vineyards, basically. And it's mostly, yeah. for the moment, it's really Northern California regenerative farming. We spoke to uh, Swami Shitanya. And he, he was talking about appellations when it comes to cannabis. So people know where the cannabis has been grown. Is that something you're interested in as well? Something you're uh, I kind of, uh, people thought I was crazy when, uh, when I was talking about it a few years back. And now it's, uh, it's becoming really important. And uh, yeah. there, is a, there is a first law sign. Uh, appellation are in a game and it all starts with the soil which uh, to a level it's uh, yes uh, there is no appellation that do not start with the soil but at the same time the soil became so important if we don't give life back to the soil we have we do not have much longer to uh, on the planet there is so many harvests basically that uh, that we can have so it's uh, it goes beyond the appellation. It goes into the domain where regenerative farming is the future if we want a future. We've spoken about that a lot this week. Yeah. It seems like sustainable cannabis growing seems to be the future everybody wants to go to, you know, and where we, where we should all be heading as well. We have a responsibility. We have a bigger responsibility towards the planet than most because we are connected with a plant that has the the potential to, to change the future, yeah. Mm -hmm, definitely. So you source all of your cannabis from organic farms, I assume, and then you make your hash out? Yeah, small organic farm, only in the Emerald Triangle, most of them regenerative farming. Awesome, awesome. It's a good stance to have, you know, supporting the smaller businesses and making sure that, because they can look after their cannabis better. <laughs> In these smaller farms that have got more love built into their plants? I mean, it's very much part of my culture. Uh, as a Frenchman, if I taste something good, I want to know where it comes from because that's mm. what created it. And then when I travel uh, for the, these 20 years in producing country, nobody really cared much that I made the, the ash or the charas. What they wanted to know is where did I go to make it? The valleys, the hamlets in the valleys, is that what gave the value to the ash I was making? So when I came to California, it was the same. It was the land, the climate, and the, the genetic. But in Cali, it's not land race anymore. It's, there is a breeder right. behind the genetic that should get the credit for the amazing stuff they, mm -hmm. they have been producing. And there is an actual farmer behind the plant. It's not like farming in producing country where you just break the ground, you throw the seed yeah. at, the, at the rainy season and uh, you harvest six months later, basically. Here, there is a lot of love and dedication that come into growing those, uh, those plants. So in my head, I, I really truly became like a winemaker. I, uh, I work with, uh, with cultivar and vineyard, and that's what defines the quality of what I do, which is why I'm, uh, I'm fighting for my farmer, because 
they're the very source of uh, of me being a king. <laughs> <laughs> garbage in, garbage out, right? Yeah, you are what you eat. That's that's a thing up in here in Canada too. You know, they when we first legalized in two thousand eighteen, they went for the big production model, but basically nobody could see or 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 guarantee, well, they can guarantee, but they couldn't see where their, their cannabis is coming from. And a lot of the cannabis probably wasn't, you know, made for what they or how they were growing it in these giant industrial warehouses. But then when you start scaling down, like we've seen uh, lately here, there's more focus on the craft grows and the micros and, and actually knowing where it's where it's being grown and, and sourcing it from your own home province kind of thing, because, you know, there there's those characteristics that I think that are that are lost in the in the in the corporateness of it all. So no, it's it's nice to the, see that the corporate world, especially in Canada, went against the first law of dealing drug because cannabis is still is still a drug. If you don't have fire, you don't sell. Simple. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's not how much you can produce, it's how much you can move. And that was a big mistake that they, they have learned, hopefully, they bring the legacy market into, uh, into the game, that, because that's the people with the knowledge and the genetic. And the practice. Yeah. For sure. What were they teaching them? Little balls, the, um, the hash balls, temple balls, are they called? The temple balls, yeah. Mm. I saw those one of those cool. in the black pots, man. They're so well oh, presented. Beautiful, <laughs> they look man. beautiful. So, so for me, the temple ball is as a nomade uh, homage, you say in, uh, in English, mm -hmm. to one of the most amazing hash crafts that I have ever seen. In Nepal, there is, they make temple balls that they call Royal Nepalese Temple Ball. And right. they just don't make a big, beautiful ball without any blemish. From that ball, they can uh, create a, a layer, a hard layer of a one or two millimeters thick on the outside that protects the inside of the, of the ball. It's like when you don't have packaging, you use resin to protect the resin. It, it feels like an eggshell. Sure. It feels solid. But um, it's kind of like the, the crust of a Parmesan cheese. That's exactly what I was going to ask. You create like an outside bar. layer to, have, to protect the inside and have a, a transformation happening inside that mass. It was like... So Temple Ball, it's really as a homage to, uh, to that most amazing experience I had in, uh, in Kathmandu. Do you want to tell us about that, that experience in, in Kathmandu? So, <laughs> it's, uh, that guy invited me for a smoke. My English was really poor at the time. Uh, right. The guy English wasn't much better than mine. And so he <laughs> invited me at his house and it's like, Small room, little ceiling, no, uh, no really glass on the window, only a uh, wooden, uh, wooden board open and mm -hmm. with uh, the family temple and on the temple, they wear that ball. And he picked up that ball. So I could understand Royal Nepalese temple ball because even in, uh, in 1980, 
uh, it was the meat already in, uh, in Nepal. You know what I mean? People were talking mm -hmm. about it, nobody had seen it and nobody had smoked it. And it was, it looks like, you know, a, a stone polished by the river. It's black, but it's not really black. It's really dull, almost mm -hmm. grayish. And mm -hmm. I had a hard time really understanding what he was telling me. And he started to make like little pokey hole over the, the circumference. And right. talk and talk and talk. So it's like, we were not really sitting. We were sitting like Indian way, you know, you're, uh, uh -huh. your foot is not really touching the floor. And I was yeah. like, I was <laughs> looking closely at what he was doing because it was pretty mysterious. And then when he finished poking it, he broke it, but he really broke the, the piece into like under my nose. It's the first time in my life that I was literally punched by the terror. <laughs> I, I, I was on my butt. It put me on my butt, literally. Wow. And inside wow. it was a crazy caviar looking texture, black, purple, reddish type of color. It's like, wow. I don't remember. Oh. I don't remember smoking it. <laughs> the only things I remember is being punched by the terp and, uh, mm. and I, had, I, I mean I had not seen much charas at that time I had just did I had just done a tiny bit in uh, in Pokhara là, uh, so um, charas is where you rub the yeah. flower right and then you pick off all the stickiness off your hand yeah i mean then uh, it, it, it was amazing for me to see that resin can protect itself and uh, and age and get to such an amazing uh, potential that was the first time mm -hmm. i saw an edge uh, ash it was like supposedly 10 or 12 years old i, I can't remember exactly wow uh, so it wasn't long ago then. <laughs> that's like aged whiskey that, that long. That's wow. That's amazing. Mm. So uh, do you make your own hash? Like personally now, do you have some guys working on it, like staff as a company, the way you produce it in the... No, no I make it myself with my apprentice. Nice. Yeah, no, no, really make so my still crafted at home and no, sent out. Nice. Handmade yeah, craft Each sample ball, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's a couple of companies that are doing some kind of, uh, well, they look like, well, they're balls of hash. They call them Buddha balls, but they, they're similar to temple balls, I guess. So it seems you, like you know, the hash the is... The name is not really important. The fact is that a ball holds in itself the power. A, a temple mm. ball does not smell. If you don't smell, you don't lose step. Everything is mm, right. stuck inside. And that's the beauty of it. It's, I think it's one of the best way to, uh, to age ash. That's why I'm, uh, I'm pretty dedicated to it outside the experience I just mentioned. <laughs> I totally understand that. Um, I was actually watching your, your video about uh, how to make hash using those, um, the, the bags and the washing and all that. And you, were, you mentioned that... Um, the kind of bud that you prefer is, is more fluffy 
because it gives the tricoms more room to grow. And I've always, I've always thought, you know, hash people who would like to make hash like like a hash plant essentially, uh, for, for lack of a better term, I guess, uh, those really really stocky, resinous, dense kind of indica type growth ones. But that seems like you said it. It kind of doesn't make sense because the buds will be so dense that once you get them into the water and they spread out, then there there wouldn't be as much resin. So. Oh yeah, it's kind of counterintuitive, but that, that absolutely makes sense. But uh, what, what kind of like, what do you uh, prefer for strain-wise? I guess in terms of the hash that you make. Uh, imagine, imagine that for most of your life you have six flavor Moroccan, but like and you can recognize it. It's like it's they are very very different. You have Moroccan, Lebanese. Turkish Middle East and outside Turkey, I have never seen much. Uh, Pakistani Afghanistan, that is pretty similar. It's only the, the quality that really makes the difference. And then India, Nepal, the Charas. That's very limited. When I came to America, I met for the first time diversity. And it, I'm still enjoying it. I'm, I'm so amazed mm. by the, the diversity of terpene profile from a super gazy sour tea to uh, literally smoking a banana. It's like you smoke, it's mm. like crunching the, eating the fruit. It's like, and everything is between. Mm. There are so many flowers that for me, it's, it's difficult to make... Uh, to make favorites, but there is a few. I like the gas, so sourdough is one of the big ones on, uh, on my list, and it makes an amazing hash. Uh, any hash maker mm -hmm. that has touched sourdough uh, would agree with me. Then there is a, a Pinot Noir from uh, Aficionado Estate that, uh, that makes the hash that tastes like uh, milk chocolate. Oh, gosh. Milk oh. chocolate, oh. I swear to God, oh. in your mouth. This is crazy, it, chocolate hash. You smell it, it's, it's chocolate. Then there is oh. a, a black lime that is very much like sour tangy, that 50% uh, sour D gas and 50% uh, sweet lime. Oh. Uh, I'm going crazy here, man. You know, I love hash. <laughs> I fucking love hash, right? But there's a problem being in the UK. It's illegal. And you can't get hash, man. There's no good hash in this country anywhere. You have to leave the country to find the good shit. And you're here talking about this one tastes like milk chocolate. And this one is like crunching a banana. I'm like, oh, gosh, man. When I, when I left France, I was 18 years old. I left because not only I wanted the freedom and I was really crazy about traveling, but to be able to, uh, to get to the quality. The quality you want is not for sale anywhere in the world. Mm. The mm -hmm. quality you yeah. want is the stash of the local. So yeah. you want to have that, <laughs> you need to make it right. yourself. That's what I did for 18, 20 mm. years solid traveling. I traveled mm. in producing country. I stayed three, four months with a local making my own because... What I wanted wasn't for sale. Now, in California, not only I have crazy diversity, 
But what took me months living like a crazy maniac in a mountain cave and stuff, I can make it in a day. You know, now I can oh, actually share my stash that I would have never mm. thought would be possible. I would have never sold my, my stash. I would smoke it with people, but I would, it, it was just too precious to, uh, to share. Now yeah. it's as precious, but I can make quantity of quality. It's, it's, uh, it's beautiful. <laughs> mm. Absolutely. Come a long way. All right, we're a, we're a grow room, so we have a lot of first-time growers up there, and we're always talking about hash. If we had a new grower come in and wanted to go ahead and make a run of hash, how much should they, how much uh, bud should they have on hand for a reasonable run with hash to have a reasonable year? In other words, how much to make it worth, worth the work? You can always make it work well. Uh, you have your trim already, and you have basically between it goes from 3% to 25% that I have experienced return. Okay. I, uh, I'm, uh, I look at the 8 to 12% return to be in a, in a good zone. Anything right. about over 15 uh, start to be really interesting. When you get into the 20 ret return, you want to lock down that genetic and that farmer. Yeah. But oh, okay. your quality is not only dependent on the genetic, it's totally dependent on the harvesting time. Your farmer has a three days window to give you filled tricon gland. If you harvest too early, two weeks early, which happen often indoor, yeah. you uh, have the tricon yeah. gland but the resin is not yet formed inside while you have the cannabinoid the closer you come to the peak cycle of the flowering cycle the more right. resin is formed inside the, the, the gland when you come into right. that three days window there, uh, that's what makes a, a six star melt you need mm. to get to that level of, uh, of ripeness of the flower to have your gland really filled up with, uh, with resin. So how would you go about identifying that uh, sort of particular stage, the trichomes of that, which you're looking for before so you harvest for, for hash? You have to understand that as a grower, you're growing flower. You are not mm -hmm. growing yeah. trichome. Trichome is a defensive system that the plant produces to protect itself. And in that resin gland, it's poison. It's like heavy duty chemical arsenal that will never touch the plant because it's not good for the plant. It has nothing okay. to do with the main metabolism of the plant, which the flowering cycle is part of. So you cannot look at a second at a, a, a protuberance that produce secondary metabolites and determine the peak of, the, of your main metabolism. However, Makes sense. the peak of your main metabolism define how much resin is formed inside the gland. 
So if you could see inside the gland, you could tell if your flower is ripe. But because you grow flower, it's better to just look at your flower. In that three days peak yeah. window, the, the brac are all pumped up. It's like the, the plant expresses it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like it oozes juices. It's oily, greasy, yeah. resinous, you know? That's what we always say to new growers too. Like once you think it's ready, wait another week. And then when you waited another week, maybe wait another week. If yeah, you're yeah. a ash maker, ask your, uh, your grower, because most of you guys grow, uh, grow indoor. You have an amazing, actually, indoor culture. I have been really blown away. Just ask your farmer, <laughs> how many harvests do you do a year? If he does five, it's not good for you. It has to be four. If there is a four harvest a year, there is a good chance for you that the guy is really harvesting at the peak of the harvesting fly, uh, cycle. Right. If right. he does five right. cycles a year, he's cutting corner by two weeks to be able yeah. to have that window. But yeah, that's what the market sure. asks for at the same time, in California at least. So it's like... Yeah. <laughs> Here too, there's always the early yeah. croppers because you know, people want to get they their... Want, their they want light raising so. lawns, they want green, they... Yeah, and your average customer, especially in the legacy market, you know, before there was all these, uh, you know, the connoisseurs and all the information we have, most people were happy just to get weed that got them high, and and that does do the job. But like you say, there's much, much more to it to to actually to to bring it to its its proper genetic potential. Yeah, so. and when you when you uh, when you grow for ash, it's very much like growing grape to make wine. You need to mm. wait. Or that peak window where all the sugar, all the power is right there, and take it from the from the plant at that moment and lock it down. Mm. So after you've harvested, is there a particular particular method you dry with uh, to make sure that you preserve as many as the terpenes as possible? Yes, harvest at night in mm. a, in the middle of your of the night, like outdoor sun grown plant. After midnight, yeah. they don't produce terp anymore. They lock down, there is other function of the plant that come into play. If you harvest at that mm -hmm. time, you save a lot of terpene. If you do it uh, during the day, if the plant, if you smell it, you're losing it. And mm -hmm. as a ash maker, the name of the game is to lose as little terpene as possible. So harvesting at night is a very good way. Then you have the choice. Do you want to do live resin, which would be very much like making charas in India? Or do you want to make, to work with dried and cured material? A curing of three months minimum. And make ashes. Wow. Okay. More than I thought, actually. I never considered three months cure. Uh, it, but that's going to make it. That's going to make it more smooth, more terpy, more rich. It's during the three months of cure, the uh -huh. first the chlorophyll transforms into sugar. Okay. So when you wash the plant and it's just dry, you're going to get a lot of chlorophyll that you cannot take, get rid of. You will have a, a hint, a, a shade of green in your ash. You mm -hmm. won't be able to taste it, but you will have it. 
the closer you come to the three months window, the, the lighter the green coloring, and the, you reach a stage where you can actually wash it away. And then when you reach to the three months, there is no more, the water is gold, literally. And the, the terpene at the same time transform. There is a polymerization, a bonding of the polymer. You may lose a lot of terpene, like up to 80%, but the terpene profile that you have at the end of the curing is very different from the just dry and live. Right. And yes. the Pinot Noir that I told you about, uh, live resin is like a field of flower with a hint of lavender. Okay? Mm. You wait three months, mm -hmm. you have chocolate. So you yeah. may lose, what a but it's not, it's not the amount of terpen. I mean, the amount of terpen that you have count, for sure. But the, the wow and the uniqueness of the terpen profiles that you can get sometimes is worth the loss because you, was, you have something that is so damn unique. Uh, and that's why it's like, what is better? You can't say it's just not the same product. It's like going yeah. in India and smoking charas or going to Afghanistan and smoking hashish. That's crazy. And I, I was reading this article about, I'm, I'm not a chemist by any means, so forgive my uh, not great chemical terminology, but there's the monoterpenes and the sesquiterpenes, and they were saying that these monoterpenes that are, like you said, those lavender smells that you get out of the fresh bud, they, they're so volatile and they, they just react so quickly that, yeah, you lose them, but they do, you know, they have their, um, the pathway that they go through and they change into different molecules. And then you end up with that very, very unique, um, but you can only get that by, by properly curing and everything. You, right? you so lose, important. you may lose, there is, first there is the world drying, curing, there is stuff happening in the terpen because it transforms terpene. And the mm -hmm. sun oxidation uh, does right. something also to the terpene. That's why when you, when you analyze the traditional ash and the flowers that was used to make the ash, you find compounds that doesn't exist in the plant. Been a, mm -hmm. There is a transformation. So there is there is losing and degradation, but at the same time, you transform. It's like the cannabinoid. Uh, yeah, THCA is not the same than THC and CBN, and it's a whole degradation of it. But when the degradation is a, a, a transformation that brings on the table an amazing cannabinoid or a new rare monoterpene, well, uh, is it really a degradation and a loss when you gain for it? It's just right, make it yeah. different. It's different. Absolutely. And so it comes down to the personal preference, really, at that point. But um, <laughs> when I started to smoke, yeah. it were, I thought it would be very cool to, uh, to eat ash. I mean, it, my heroes were like, uh, literally eating ash. So from a kid, we, always, we had a, a recipe that uh, lasted since now. We would... Uh, prep some ash into, uh, into alcohol, like a, a cognac, a brandy, a rum, a tequila overnight, <laughs> and then prepare a, a strong coffee 
with uh, sugar, we would add the, the mix to the, to the coffee, a dollop of cream in a little uh, espresso cup. And during COVID, like uh, basically uh, 40 years uh, later, I, uh, I thought it would be cool to share. And I did, and I was sharing also a, a traditional bang recipe with a bunch of spices. Okay. Mm. And I didn't put that much weed in that recipe. And it was like really a trippy, trippy experience. Uh, that made me remember actually the bang in India that I had a little bit forgotten that it wasn't just eating ash. Cool. So I tried my ash, my, uh, what I call gizos, my recipe, but I added spices like pepper, vanilla, cardamom, and vanilla stick, and to, uh, to see what it will do into my recipe. Frenchie, you need to open a cocktail bar, man. Sounds <laughs> like coffee house to me, man. No, I need to check that shit yeah, out. It's like I, I, yeah. I want people to be aware that you can totally transform the experience. I can make it uh, more relaxing. I can make it everything I want because there is the term from the plant, but then the spices and herbs that you can add to an edible, that's a lot of power. Totally mm. transforms the, the experience. Playing with the spices, <laughs> it's like it, it makes for a very... Uh, yeah. It's kind of like... Um, a, a bigger uh, experience. There is more to it. Like sensation yeah. and feeling. It's pretty interesting. <laughs> I've had a few different bottles of mead over my my days, and, and they use different spices, different local, uh, locally available, seasonally available stuff, and it's always unique, but always really, you know, very full and very good. So, a similar kind of experience, exactly. I think. Yeah, yeah man. So we've kept you for a long time. You know, it's only ever supposed to be 30, 30 to forty minutes, but we always yeah, just chat yeah. shit for it. We end up staying <laughs> over two hours, so yeah. Anytime, and if you got questions for your people, like uh, we can do it again and I answer questions or some stuff like that. I mean, oh, oh yeah, awesome. man, for sure. We'd love to have you again, man. For English people, because I learned my, uh, to speak English in England and with all Cockney, like some heavy duty accent, and they always told me, dude, yeah. if you speak English, who cares about your accent? You speak English, you should understand me. You drive 10 minutes down the road and the accent so changes. People make fun of, uh, you know, me, I always think of, uh, of you guys because my English is yours. <laughs> nice. Beautiful. Excellent, mate. Excellent, excellent. Thank you so much. It's been a massive pleasure. We'll be Merci. in contact. With you. And uh, please thank, uh, thank Kimberly. I will. She's organizing all this. Cool. Thank you, Kimberly. Yeah, no, it, was, it was a great pleasure. <laughs> Big yeah, pleasure, legend. Absolutely. Thank you very much. We'll do it again soon. We'll be in touch. Man. For sure. Have a great time, guys. Much appreciated. You Have too, a good Frenchie. Good night, yeah, mate. Take it easy. All right, yes. man. Have a cool guy. Fuck yeah.
So there we go, everybody. Frenchy Cannoli, the king of hashish. Yes, he was. Hashish. Yeah, man. It's fucking, it's fucking really shit being in the UK because there's just no fucking good hash, you know? Well, and, and the way Frenchy explains it, and with, with the interview with Swami, talking about all the organics and the terpenes from the local area and all this shit, and then Frenchy going on about the terpenes and shit. It's like, I just want to completely change my whole method of growing and yeah. using cannabis. You know, it's like, I just want to grow organically to make hash for terpenes. Right. Mm. <laughs> that would be cool. But, you know, that, that's uh, a learning curve involved with that. He, he got good at it, but it took him a long time mm. to get this good at it. Yeah. That's it. And you probably couldn't grow good enough shit indoors for, for that kind of quality. You yeah. really need the sunshine, man. I got. I think there's some indoor growers. I'm, I'm not one of them who who may challenge that. But it's amazing shit. what you can do nowadays. It it's really full is. organics, hard work. But I really, yeah. man, like TG had said though, you know, when he, when Frenchie started talking about the temple balls, I mean, I was ready to reach in the wallet and buy one right now if I could. <laughs> I mean, he he was a good salesman. He really was. Yeah, man, big farmer there saying, lucky boys getting to chat with French for sure, man. Really appreciate his time as well. He was very friendly, very, very nice, very just, he was yeah. a great oh. guy. Yeah. Hopefully we can have him back and do the Q&A. Well, he said, kind of yeah, yeah, he wants to do a Q&A with us sometime. Yeah, so he we'll does it on Instagram, on but um, yeah, that'd be awesome. To, what would you guys think in chat? You'd like to do a Q&A with Frenchie? <laughs> yeah, man. Might yeah. Let us know. What questions would you ask? We can get a list together. We can get him on. Yep. Have him on live for a Q and A if you like. Yep. See, a good hash is like I, I'm a flower guy, and I always will be. But you know, hash is like, you know, I don't eat steak every day either. But sometimes I want that fucking just that amazing cold smoked strip loin and yeah. perfectly done. And it's just, you know, it's it's a sensual experience. It really is. So. Well, we start talking to these people like Tommy Chong and, and Swami and Frenchie, and they all start talking about cannabis like it's fine wine. And, you know, you got to sure. start thinking about it like that. It really is yeah. at different levels of this stuff. And on these people that we're talking to, these guys are on the top level, man. Yeah, we, we get lucky with these interviews, man. And if you want to hear more interviews, this is the first time you've listened to the show, then go and download more we've had in the past. There's loads of quality interviews with some cool motherfuckers, man. Yeah. We're very lucky to speak to the people yeah. we speak to. Man, look at this. I see a question in, in a chat right now that I actually know the answer to from the Frenchie uh, interview. Best genetics for hash making. What was the one he said? If you're ha making hash, you're going to be into sour diesel. Mm -hmm. That's what he said. Everybody who makes hash is into sour diesel. Hey, you're growing a bit of sour diesel yourself. Oh, uh, no, I've got some red diesel in right now. Red diesel. Well, that's it. I, you know, that's... I need to get some <laughs> sour diesel, man. But it's like, as I mentioned earlier, you know, the interview's gone for a long time. We can't play the whole thing. Oh, the no. Oh, no. Like five hours. We'll start uh, letting people watch the interviews live sometimes. Oh, yeah. So you can see them as they, as they go. Let it be joyful. Oh, my God. Squidgy Black. Squidgy Squidgy Black. But obviously non-existent in the UK anymore. Uh, it's very, very hard Apparently, to come across. Yeah. You can find it. I had somebody tell me the other day. That he's got, he, he can get some. I don't know who it was. I can't Skip's remember. Gonna go number four. Watch it's an Afghani down. dude. I know mm. that can fucking, he claims so he can get it. I want to see it. I want to see if it's actually squidgy. <laughs> <laughs> you know no. what I'm saying? That's it. Not soap bar. I don't want soap bar. Want ah, fucking no, soap bar. Anyway, bar. yeah. So Ugh. there you go. Go download more interviews over on, uh, just Google High on Homegrown. And you'll find us on whatever platform you want to find us on. We're on everything. And download more episodes. Leave a like on this video and subscribe and shit. 
And now we're going to go on to uh, the what the fuck was that section. Somebody got it last week because it was a dead easy one. They didn't get it exactly because they never do. But now that I can't be flipping anal and go for the flipping I want perfection (laughs) and I want that and that and that and that, I had to say, well, yeah, you might as well have it. So it was actually a sliding door on a Renault. (laughs) (laughs) Not a sliding door on any of the others that were mentioned in the thread. Here's the sound. There you go. That was the uh, the sliding door on the back of a Renault, apparently. I, that was a sliding door. I would have said that it sounded more like a Sprinter. But... Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I can see where you're getting that from. Yeah. Big van. I, 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 I thought it was a metallic alligator dragging itself across the ground. No, I knew it was a van door, but no, that's this week. Vans over here, so I mean, I just guessed van. So let's hit up this week, Sam. Well, you'd have been, you'd have been right. I'd, I'd have given yeah. you with van. No, you wouldn't, man. Yeah. You would have, you would have well, wanted the Renault. Put it in during the show, <laughs> and I still didn't get credit for it. So. What model? What model? You know, <laughs> Grey Urban won it, but he, he he decided that he didn't want the seeds because he's won enough, and he was only playing right. the, like the game. But he wanted the bling. And as I'm, as I was going to say, as no, far as no aware, there's no bling. Good, good idea. You get good idea. <laughs> I should make something. I'll make some bling for this this week. Right, so here's this yeah. one. This was the sound yeah. GN made himself. Here we go. No, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> it bloody wasn't. You know, bloody listen to me. I told you earlier. I know it wasn't. It was. I'm just Come taking because it's crackling, isn't it? It's not busy, yeah. <laughs> so, if you if you want to have a go at that one, this one's hard. This one, I, I think this one is ridiculously hard. So, uh, yeah, Zian, come and have a go. Come and have a guess. Over on the floor. That's right. Zian tra- starting up the Zoom conversation, trying to get everything working out at the same time. Bastard. <laughs> Savages. It is. Anyway, we'll play one more time. Here we go. You know the fingers as well. See, and see, eyes that crackled for ages, man, for like five episodes or something. <laughs> I thought it was more like five minutes, but it... five episodes <laughs> is that all? Even though, even though I get grief and grief and grief and grief every Sunday episode. Mate, you, oh, yeah. You Apart missed from one tonight, episode actually. in episode two, man, and we still give you shit for being asleep. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> we don't let these things. I, I seem to remember having this conversation. Oh, with I, I, I think we did. <laughs> Stop bullying each other. Savages. I ain't giving a shit anyway. My skin's thicker than all of you not put together. And that's really thick. I know. Yeah, that's really thick. Thick and leathery. Right. Right, let's do the QA. Stop trolling. Let's do it. Anyway, Q&A, GB, we had one in the I forum. have one, yeah, here in the foreign. It is from one of the members, Undertaker. Undertaker, um, nice. He wants to know, could you give me a rough idea of what nutrients and how 
much I should put in each. I'm in 10 litre buckets and have all the can of nutrients and a few Vitalink. I normally add 10 to 20 mils of nutrient per week. Oh. Um, but he's only started to do full water changes in the last week. However, they are looking great. Touch wood. Thanks be to God. If, if yeah, good, I'd leave it good. if they're looking good. But we always say less is more when it comes to the nutrients. Yeah. There's no need. It, yeah, it doesn't sound like he's overdoing it. It's between one and two no. milliliters per liter. Yeah, yeah, no, he's grand. It's just in in chat earlier on. It did look when he when he listed out his 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 newts and said like this is what I'm putting in. It did look like a massive. It like, did really list, yeah. like, to be honest. Yeah. I thought, oh no, Way too many products normally use, but yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I use yeah. the can of range, and that's about what I do. I mean, I'm like on like 1.5 milliliter per liter A and B, yeah. and I don't really go any higher than that. And PK, I never go over one milliliter per liter. Using about four or five different newts. Yeah, he's tweaking with all the little special stuff. He's not he just was doing that. a bit of everything. He was using the Royzo. He was using Carmichael. You want to use some of that stuff depending on what you're growing in, but you know, you don't need everything really. Well, that's that's uh, what yeah, I was be, saying. With the riser, you only need the riser kind of at the start, and then if you're doing a if you're doing a transplant, put a bit of riser, give it a little boost. Yep. Yeah, man. Just the best way to tell is monitor the EC going in or the PPM going in, and the EC coming out for the runoff, and then that will tell you if the plant's eating too much or not eating enough. Mm. You want it coming out about the same. Keep try and keep it level, and consistency is important. You know, the the plant will adjust. You know, Jockey Chan, how is this? Uh, oh, sorry, let's just, yeah, the plant will adjust. And if as long as you can stay consistent, then the plant will be happy. It just doesn't like changing itself to alter what's going on in the medium all the time. It finds a level and it's happy with it. Mm -hmm. So just try and stick, find a level and stick there. Plants can tell you more than anything. Yep, and that's a good yeah. point you made right there. The plant will find the level and adjust to it. So don't make an adjustment instantaneously if you see something that's not right. Give the plant a chance to adjust to its surroundings and then kind of meet it halfway in the middle. Now, when it comes into feeding, lads, would you recommend to feed a half an hour before lights on or half an hour before lights out? Or does it make a difference? No, Do I'll give the plants an hour, at least an hour to wake up first and then water them. I w wouldn't water them straight away. Uh, but that's just my personal preference. I don't know if there's anything scientific out there to tell you otherwise. Water them in the dark. I'm sure there is a better spot depending on the metabolism at any given time. But yeah, I don't know the... There are well, I look at it like breakfast is the most important meal of the day, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't eat right when I get up usually, so yeah, I like to. Yeah, we well, see. That's what I I feed. I wake up. I feed oh, yeah. like I feed myself. I, I yeah. eat six hours after I wake up in the morning. That's my breakfast. So that's the way I do the same with the girls. Well, I, I run a lot of water. It's all programmed, so it's all happening. Yeah, automatic. Yeah. So then, a Spartan asked about growing in a pyramid tent. I haven't seen these yet. Yeah. I never heard of that. No. Maybe. I know. Well, right. Maybe one plant in the middle, you could just blow the shit out of it in terms of angling the lights on the wall. Yeah, I've seen like the plant. dome tents. You know, the smaller um, dome tents. That are more like, uh... How do you get your lighting? <laughs> yeah. Would well, a pyramid tent not be just like a fucking a, a loft tent? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Nah. A pyramid tent right. is a point at the top. For not not a triangle yeah. tent we're talking about. Mm. A pyramid tent. A true pyramid. So no way triangle sides yes. go a pyramid. Not a square with a little you know point on the top, but yeah, mm. angled You'd from have to right. Put the your base light either the at the point. side. Yeah, you build your walls out of like you could put quantum boards as walls or something. Light <laughs> panels. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
that's, that's, that's a good OP, one. bro. That's OP. Oh, yeah. You know, like, you know? a, what would your par be? Fucking, you know, 20. Speaking of which, as well, Jockey Chan asked there, how is the 530? The 530 is a badass line. No doubt about it. It's fucking badass. Get it. You know, yeah. he's, he's doing 60 hours <laughs> overtime. 60 hours, it's Jockey. Nothing, that's nothing, mate. Enjoy every hour of it. You love that light. It's beautiful. Absolute top quality. Cool. Yeah. It, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's so many good lights out there nowadays. But I'm really happy with this ish 530. It is a bit of a fucking monster. Utter is savage. Is that but all the quantum bars themselves are pretty good now, lads. Sorry, what, what was that, monkey? I was asking if that, that ish 530 is your favorite light so far. Yeah, that's my top light, man. I, I haven't known anything better than that yet. I haven't used anything better than that yet. Cool. It's, it's quality, yes. man. Yet. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always room for improvement and shit. Oh, yeah. But so far, I mean, because there's still a lot of companies that are similar to Invisible Sun out there. Yeah, and, you know, they, I haven't had a chance to use them. They may be similar, but I don't know, man. It's just I don't know how much more you could get better than that, you know? It's like, how would you improve on that kind of light spectrum and power? It's good shit, man. It's good shit. You know, I don't want to big them up too much. It sound like I'm just like <laughs> fucking like, oh, you got to check them out. It's fucking amazing. But, but, but genuinely, not just chatting shit, you know, as a grower, I'll be like, that's the shit, man. You need to get one of those. As an onlooker, I have to say, I will agree with him. I've mm. seen his plants. I've seen videos of his plants and yeah. Mm. Now, that was with the... Uh, the 480, that was. This is the 530, mate. It's it's, it's, it's just even better than that. You had some, you had some film I've up seen of, your 581. Scrap have I? 531. Oh, cool, cool. Yeah, cheese under the 530, and that thing was, I mean, oh. it was, it was wicked. That was a jungle, man. Yeah, yeah, it, it really fucking makes a jungle out of it. The yield was so, it was crazy on it, though. That's the mm-hmm. I've the, I've the 260, I've the 265, I've half at a, basically mm. half at a 530, and then I have... It's basically just one panel. It's the 150. I have that in the smaller tent. Well, it's shit, man. You use all the top drivers, all the top fucking diodes. It's yeah. just top of the range, man. Quality no, you can't beat them. You can't beat them. Yep. And they're UK-based, which is nice. Well, it is nice and quick and handy, and they, they do use um, really good recycling material. There's no... There's very little plastic. There's very little polystyrene. It's all packed in with, like... Um, cardboard, like cardboard paper that's just crushed and all around. Yeah, it's really, it's really good for um, the environment as well. Very good. Mm. What what else do we have? Any more questions? What are we saying? Look at the time already. We're already running out of time, dude. (laughs) Yeah, didn't even realize, man. We're all having so much fun. It is in its bollocks. For once, I've been very fucking quiet tonight. No, no, it's always you, GB. I just let everybody get on with it. I blame the Irishman. (laughs) Why not? That's Q and A. Thanks everybody for the questions. Some nice questions there. Uh, And again, if you have any more questions throughout the week, just head over to Percy's Club Room and start a thread. It's nice and easy. Uh, so, truth or spoof? Let's do truth it. or spoof? Okay, so, yeah, I, I like this one. This one's a fun one. This one's uh, about mm. bugs. Mm. Don't do it, monkey. Mm. Don't, don't do it. Already been done, man. <laughs> You're saying COVID in the chat. COVID. <laughs> yes, goes, hey, you bunks, people. Hey, you bunks. Uh, do it. Do, do it. it. Do it now. I just the first the time I've been Yeah, man, it's like this way, John did good, right? It's, 
we don't mention it much now. <laughs> we smoke anyway, but you know. Yeah. It's good, man. The thing, next about week, these, thing about these guys, you don't have to tell them to smoke. They just smoke anyway. So next week we're gonna add an election to the uh to the list as well. Oh, <laughs> Can't talk about election or COVID. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so truth or swift number one. Trump, or we do not say COVID. Here we go. This one's based on bugs. Fertilized spider mite eggs produce diploid females. Unfertilized eggs will produce haploid males. True or false? And now number two. Some species of ants farm aphids for the honeydew they produce. These ants milk the aphids by stroking them with their antennae. Antenna? Antennae? That sounds scary, Mackie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Come here, aphid. Let, Let me you touch your antenna. <laughs> I just want a little bit of your milk, baby. I was just about to ask yeah. what the surname of these. Oh, they don't know each are. other's names, man. They're that promiscuous. Anyway, number three. <laughs> the spots on a ladybird's back can help identify its age. The larvae will be smaller and have fewer spots than an adult. Number yeah. three. Okay, so true or false let's go back to the this one yes correct okay right now i'm going to grab my pen and paper i'm going to start writing this sit down see you want to go first oh he's keeping score yeah, this I'm time gonna go, oh, oh, <laughs> i'm going to go straight in with number three being false thank you very much okay no no explanation no nah, i'm rolling i'm busy <laughs> <laughs> no um the 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 middle one i know the, the middle one's true because I've, I've read that already. Um, whether it's the antenna, I don't know whether they strike it with the antenna. And knowing you, you sneaky bastard, that could be the dif- that could be the difference. It could be. It could be. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to stick with number three Are you because sure? I reckon num- number one's just too complicated to even contemplate. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what what was number though. one again? <laughs> you just asked it. <laughs> okay. Just too complicated okay, to even contemplate. So, number three. Oh, sure, I'll go. Um, number two, uh, you know, I, I do know about the honeydew. It's that it's that freaking antenna. It's like Zian says, is this a Mackie thing? I mean, it, that's mm. it's just so complicated to be there. Mm. Phytomites, <laughs> male, female, fertilized, unfertilized. You know what? Uh, personally, if my biology serves me right, if you're not fertilized, you don't hatch anyway. So, I say that that's got to be the false one. Which one was that? You're going for number one. That's number number one, one, yeah. You said unfertilized eggs turn into males. Well, no, unfertilized eggs shouldn't hatch, is what I'm saying. Mm. Oh, is that what you said? Something like okay. that. Hey, that's for the baby Jesus. Unfertilized shouldn't hatch. That's my mind. So that's where I'm going. Okay. So number one for monkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. GB. Um, I'm going to go with number three. It, Only for the fact, because most of the people in chat are saying number three, and I have no idea. So <laughs> I've taken a little guess. taking the chat down so you can't see it. <laughs> well, this is the first time I've used the chat for swaying my decision. Well, it's there. Why not? So, yes, damn it, I'm going with number three. Yeah. Uh, okay, number three for GB and TG. Uh, I'm the last one, eh? Hey? Yeah. Number be. three? Uh, yeah, I have to say number three, because I know number one's true. I've watched those bastard ants do that. Um, that number two is the one with the ants. Yeah. Yeah. Number one, the haploid and the diploid. I've only ever heard those terms referred to to plants, but I also know that number three, I think the spots indicate species and not age. I'm not too sure on that. So I'm going to go number three is true. 
remain false. Number three is the false. Okay, number three. Right, that's everybody then. Anybody else in the chat that we've got Firetop with number one, Twisted number three, Inferno three, Richard with three, Inferno with number three, Spartan with number one. Spartan just wants to strike well, it. So nobody, nobody's picking number two, so I think we'll go with number two to start with. Aha. Well, Some species of ants from, blah, blah, some species of ants farm aphids for the honeydew, and they like to massage these aphids to produce the honeydew. Nice. Yes, this one is true. There you go. That's cool. Yeah. Majority bastards. Know what I mean? <laughs> a little bit of backing music in there. Exactly. You know, we yeah. baby. Anyway, yeah, so uh, <clears throat> let's go number These one. These ants have big handlebar moustaches. Maybe. Yeah. And top hats. <laughs> have, they, have they got tie ticklers? <laughs> Yeah, you know. <laughs> this one, fertilized spider mite eggs produce diploid females, and unfertilized eggs will produce haploid males. Yeah, this one know. is apparently from Wikipedia, and it's true, man. Go on. So, I suppose go those on. Are probably just the record continues. Figure out that biology. How can an unfertilized egg produce mm. anything? Yeah, I mean, yeah I that just doesn't make sense. To Pickings me. are unfertilized yeah. eggs. They make wicked omelets. That's just they, to baby Jesus. But they, they certainly Asexual don't make haploid males. They make sandwiches or, oh, right. or breakfast. <laughs> or, you know. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's why I thought I'd throw this one in there because obviously unfertilized eggs, what well, they should do nothing, right? Well, I'm gonna have to well. research this one now. Yeah, but yeah. Wikipedia. Yeah. That one just research. No, which one did you pick? You didn't pick number three then. No, you picked number one. Along with uh, ah, that's why he wants Spartan. to research it. He's like Trump. <laughs> this happens every week. <laughs> they like losing. Right, so the spots on the ladybird's back can have identified its age. The larvae will be smaller and have fewer spots. This one is false. Yes. So this one is the spoof, and it's it's because I was looking up different shit about different bugs, and I looked up ladybirds, and the larvae doesn't even look like a ladybird. It's not no. like they're small versions of ladybird. No way, it looks like, it looks like a little mm. black alligator or something, man. Exactly. It's scary. Fuck that it's something yeah. that can eat your plants to pieces, but it won't even touch it. You know what I'm, I'm saying? See if I can pull up a picture of one. Yeah, yeah that's some them. scary shit. Yeah, carry on, man. Grab a picture. I mean, you can Google them, obviously. The ladybird might, yes. Yeah, I fucking horrible. Dead, Look what I said. I just let you do for me. Yeah, they're they're awesome though. Those are those are the ones that eat the most. Uh, Little like black American lobby. <laughs> the adults are lazy like bastards, but the the kids are fucking voracious. Looks sort of like a, a huge. Um, yeah. yeah. What would you like, kind of, oh, They have big pincers on the bag. front. And... Yeah, like a springtail almost. But orange. There's another few I've seen out there as well, which I was going to put in the back. Moths can smell each other from miles away. That's crazy, man. I can also see light from miles away. Hey, yeah, remember the remember the muff the muff podiatrist, the muff flew into the podiatrist. <laughs> right, everybody, listen to this, right? Because you've got to hear this story, right? Uh, a muff <laughs> flew, flew into a podiatrist one day, and he landed down on the sofa. And the podiatrist is like, "Mate, are you all right?" He's like, "Not really, man. You know, let me tell." You. My wife is going to fucking leave me. I've gone lost my job because of all this COVID shit. You know, smoke, COVID. Mm, 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 mm. You know, so I've gone lost my job. There's no money. Word game. I'm going to lose my house. My car's broken and I haven't got any money to take it to the garage. You know, my kids don't even like me anymore because I don't spend any time with them. It's, it's like everything's so shit right now. You know, and my mom's not very well. I've got to go find a new job, but there's no jobs out there. You know, it's just everything's shit right now. And I, I just don't know what to do. And, and the podiatrist is like, 
okay, yeah, but why did you come in here? And the moth goes, well, because the light was on. <laughs> there we go, everybody. See, there's only me and you laughing now. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't paying attention, to be completely honest. I heard this joke the other day. And That's it. I told them the other day. Honest. It is funny. It is it's funny joke. funny. It's funny. funny. <laughs> I made me laugh the first three times I heard. Let us know in the comments. Let us know in the comments, man. Did you find that joke funny or am I just a knob? Thumbs or up. both. <laughs> guys. Come on, chat. Let's throw it out there. Nay. <laughs> yeah. Hey, tumbleweed, I like it funny. You don't know you don't know jokes. You don't know jokes. <laughs> anyway. Richard says lame. <laughs> All right, I'll edit that out then, lads. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get one. Yeah. That should take us back to eleven o'clock, man. <laughs> right. Yep. Oh. Cool. <laughs> right, just the books. Here we go. <laughs> You're supposed to be quiet during the cutscenes, lad. Oh no, sir. Oh, sorry. Oh, what we do, man? Oh. What's wrong with you? I can't help it. I was laughing. I can't start laughing. Right, here we go. Take start it to my course. next job interview, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Like I had a thing to do, you know, where you talk, man. Where the cat talks. I want to. I got a thing to say, man. I was going to say it, but I forgot it, man. Oh man, <laughs> you know you're going to be telling that moth podiatrist joke when you go see friends next, and you, you're going to make the story better. You know, it's all. You got to try and drag that story out for as long as possible. You know, and fuck, <laughs> because just build the tension. Build the tension. And you know, drop it with the light was on because the moths always go to the light. You know, that's the catch of the joke. Anyway, <laughs> never explain your jokes, mate. Yeah. They only get less. Yeah, funny. They're shifting in explaining. It's less funny, yeah. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> right. True. You all got to try yeah. one next week then. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's down to you with the stone quotes. Yeah, you know, uh, so I, I recently started watching my one of my favorite shows as a Canadian. And, you know, it's not a <laughs> the trailer park boys. Um, and right at the, the, for the second season, I guess you have Ricky trying to start up his dope growing his, his uh, operation again. And he's, he's growing his dope, uh, in this trailer and these fucking squirrels are, uh, you know, eating this dope. I say dope, I, you know, cause that's what they say, but cannabis obviously is the proper term, but, um, bubbles, he, he hires bubbles cats to, to guard his trailer for, from the squirrels and, and bubbles gets all pissed off because of the cats are smelling like weed and, you know getting sick and shit and he comes to ricky and he says and this this actually ties in really well to what we we're talking about in the uh the growers q a about the bugs and stuff about keeping your your uh plants clean and shit and kind of why i was talking about cats and shit in the dope uh tent so he <laughs> bubble uh, bubbles tells uh, ricky that the dope trailer is no place for a kitty you know and that's a really good point because i remember we when we babysat uh, this dog I didn't even bring the dog even remotely close to to the tent and there was fucking fur everywhere my fan was just loaded with there was shit you know so it's like even if you don't think you're you're not being clean you, you really got to understand that bugs and, and anything is really well it, it's super important to be clean like a lot of the or most of the lps here the the regulated companies you have to shower in you shower out there's a clean room all that kind of stuff and for very good reason because, yeah. uh, like we say, it's way, way, way easier to prevent than to uh, treat, uh, as we all know. So, very well said. Yeah, keep your kitty out of the dope trailer, tent, room, whatever. <laughs> Away so, from France. Kitty, know. dog, gerbil. Yeah, and dog too. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. yeah, all know. of that shit. Let's, yeah. let's go to the outro then, lads. How? <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,
So there we go, everybody. Thanks for joining us and thanks for sticking with us all the way through the show. Let's read the list here. Twisted, James, Woolly, Jockey, Jordan, Undertaker, Dirty Dank, Big Farmer, Matthew, Firetop, William, Fish, Bob, Black Ops, Bert, Husky, Fweech. You know, and I'm sure there's more. Richard, did I mention you as well, mate? Richard, well, maybe I did. I don't know. But we, Richard, thanks for joining us again. It's been a pleasure, everybody. Yeah, I hope you're all good and high. And a temple grower, yeah. <laughs> just confused me now. <laughs> Undertaker. Yeah, man, it's been a good show. Always nice and chilled. And, you know, we just have a good time. I hope you've all had a good time as well. I hope you're all good and high. Yeah. Very stoned. And stay high. Oh, uh, what's up for next week? We've got um, Trev Coleman next week. That's going to be an interesting one. It's got a lot of interesting points which you all need to hear. And as I said, you know, like this video if you've enjoyed the episode, subscribe to the channel if you haven't already, and go and download episodes from iTunes and Spotify and all them different podcast networks. And maybe even follow us on Podbean as well. That would help us out a lot. Anything you can do to help just spread the show and get new listeners, it will be massively appreciated. Mm-hmm. Like, like, share, post. subscribe. Word of mouth. Yeah. Drop by PussiesGrowRoom.com. We're always there. Somebody is. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that's the music trading in in the background there. Here, it's like we're gonna say goodbye now. Yeah. Gonna hit the split one more time, then. Smoke some more weed. Gotta do that. You know what I'm saying, stay safe out there, everybody. It's you know, here, man. I gotta, gotta keep going. Times are getting crazy. Just if you're in lockdown, stay at home. Smoke weed. I think edibles are incredible. You know, TG always goes like this at the end of the show. He smokes so much. Dab, yeah. dab, dab. Well, all I can do is hash and dabs up here. So it's like, fuck. First of all, problems again, man. Stop saying that word. All I know? can do is all I can do is smoke weed. All you can do is smoke hash. First world problem. Yeah. 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 Whatever. Bye, guys. Yeah, man. Night, everybody. Enjoy the rest of your night, everybody. And we'll see you next week. Don't forget to download the show on Tuesday. Absolutely. Empty. Yeah, See you guys later. Have a good one. Okay. Thanks again for listening, everybody. Hopefully by now you've listened to all of the episodes in the past as well as this one. If not, then you can go to iTunes or Spotify, Deezer, Stitcher, even YouTube. You can go to any of those networks and you'll be able to watch the previous episodes that we've done in the past. If you're enjoying the show, please make sure that you share it with your friends, leave a like on the video, follow us or subscribe on all of the podcast networks. It just helps all with the the future progression of the show if we have more listeners and more subscribers also if you can we do have a patreon page so you can head over to patreon.com slash percy's grow room all we ask you to do is listen that is plenty we appreciate every single listener but if you can do more by liking the video sharing and even going to the extent of becoming a patreon that will be massively appreciated we'll see you again next week Thank you.